Welcome to My Stupid Podcast, episode 16. My name is Angelo. I'm Jeff, homies. That's right. And we are two Texans who uh, love John Mayer. This is an all John Mayer podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to be jumping into the search for everything. We're kind of taking a detour and... and, um, from our albums uh, in the in chronological order, we've been reviewing them and kind of yeah. doing deep dives. But we decided let's jump to the most recent one, uh, just for fun, just to see what it would be like. And uh, it was it was a it was a good time listening to this and um, doing a deep dive into it. But that's what we're going to be discussing today. And it is a landmark episode because, as Jeff just informed me, we are tied with <laughs> bigger than my podcast for episode episodes yeah so uh, episode count yeah, we're almost exceeded count. my previous iteration of a mayor podcast that's right so which is um, exciting for me it's uh i wanted something that could last a little longer but i was just kind of like i as a host felt like i was running out of things to talk about even though i could have gotten way more guests if i tried but that's my thing with trying i don't like doing it <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good yeah <laughs> <laughs> Unlike John That's Mayer, my who loves to try, try. Yeah. Um, I don't want to try. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to try to go do stuff, but then my eyes will get heavy and I want to take a nap. That's right. That's That sounds yeah. like my life, too. So um, <laughs> we, we want you to follow us on all the socials. We are on all the social media platforms. Well, the major yeah. ones, at least. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go search My Stupid Podcast. You can find us there. Um uh, you can also email the show. Uh, we're going to be reading a couple of emails later. You can email us at mystupidpodcastshow at gmail.com. And uh, we do read those and uh, appreciate getting feedback and hearing from you guys out there, from the listeners. And uh, we will read a couple of those here in just a second. We also ask if you really enjoy the show to leave a positive review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen yeah. to. That's kind of the main one I think you can leave reviews on. But uh, it only takes a couple seconds to leave that five-star review if you really like it. Go do that. Um, and, you know, and, and if you really, really like it, go leave a review. You know, it takes five minutes to go on there and uh, um, uh, just write, write a few nice words and uh, helps the podcast get discovered and pushes it up in the algorithms and all that kind of stuff. So if you really, really like the show, you haven't done that yet, you are not an actual fan of the show. So um, please turn us off. That's right. Go ahead and just just, just shut it off now. <laughs> if you have not left a positive review or at least hit that five stars, what are you S- doing with smash your life? that like button or whatever? Smash it. Smash that subscribe. <laughs> um, but uh, what are you doing with your life if you haven't done that yet? Like you've spent countless hours with us at this point, probably. <laughs> Unless this is your first time listening, which if it is, welcome to uh, my stupid podcast. This is an all we're not podcast. shaming you. Uh, That's right. But also, what took you so long? That's right. I'm What's taking? What? I'm what kidding. is the deal? So go go leave a positive review. What's the deal uh, with leaving reviews? <laughs> what is the deal with not leaving five star reviews? I mean, come on. Um, we there is one cool thing that we want to talk about before we jump into uh, uh, the emails. Um, and John was a special guest on this. I guess was it an is it a YouTube or is it an Instagram? It was yeah it was a, it was a uh, tiny I almost called it Current Desk that's not the name of it <laughs> Tiny Desk uh, NPR show but you know they're doing all those remote the new right. ones are all doing remote now um, I still don't know I, I guess they record all their tracks individually and then yeah. send them to mm-hmm. their musicians to do their parts right because otherwise how do you do it you can't do it live it's, no you can't like when I saw Hamilton do my shot on Zoom. 
I was like, how are they doing that? They're, it's That's not, not possible. Zoom. No. Yeah. I know, but the but the girl that was watching it was like, oh, holy moly, a whole bunch of people just joined the call. And I was like, how? How? Yeah, it yeah. has to sound horrible if they're all doing oh, it. Oh, yes. <laughs> they're all, all, like, because somebody has lag and, like, there's, yeah. you know, it's like there's no, it's not exact. You're not exactly So I imagine they on, edited yeah. it for YouTube, but for yeah. her live watching, she was probably, it was, sorry, I hit yeah. the mic. It was yeah. probably, like, this horrible quality, yeah. like, this lag. And well, stuff. there has to be, like, a master track, right? So, like, here's yes. the master track that we're listening to so that everybody can stay on beat. Yeah. Right? right. Whether that's the pre-recorded or somebody here's here's the you know the first one to do it and everybody lines up yeah timing that's what, wise that's what that Heim one. is doing and, and you would think they yeah. for some reason even though they're all adult women i in my head i was like oh they're sisters they live together <laughs> they're <laughs> a coven an idiot. i'm they're an a, idiot they're, they're a coven of, um, of, of but all their live performances yeah. that they've done from their new album has been stuff like that where right it's like where it's like you have uh, danielle the lead um singer and lead vocals and guitar mm-hmm. she's doing her thing she's doing the synchronization synchronization and when she, when they have to synchronize a certain part she's saying the one two three yeah and then she sends her video off to the young the other sisters right right um yeah i i just can't wrap my head around having to edit all that together it sounds it's, like a headache it is but anyway tough. yeah john was on uh i don't know how to say the guy's name tom mitch tom, tom mitch yeah i think that's how you say it uh and i, I hadn't heard him before until uh until i saw you know this 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 again i want to call it current desk that's not tiny desk tiny i want to call it Tiny Desk is the correct name. I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> I had never heard of him before, but he's got some really good vibes, and John's sound was really cool. Uh, the solo was very brief. I mean, he pops in like three-quarters of the way through the song or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a really good solo. Uh, there's already been some really good covers of it on, on the John Mayer subreddit. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. yeah, dude. There, that's, a, that's a great place for some good covers of uh, guitarists, especially. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's it's a good it's good stuff, and I've been meaning to go listen to Tom. Don't know how to say his last name's music now because <laughs> that really got me interested. It was just two songs, but it really got me interested. Yeah, uh, I, I like this vibe, and and he's got like a unique sound, and, a, and it's got like a, it's very chill. Well, well it's like Taylor yeah. Swift's new album, it's very very chill. I have not very listened to chill. Taylor Swift's new album yet. I I've been listening to some other stuff right now because I just got my friend's new album, and it was ACDC. Back in Black 40th anniversary, what? so I uh, listened Austra- to that. Australia um, calls them something else, and I can't remember what it is now. Are you kidding me? There's they, a they their yeah. country calls them something else besides ACDC. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh my gosh, oh it's going to drive me crazy. Look now. I, have, we'll look, I have to so, look it up. So I, but I need yeah, to go, go ahead. Sorry, I need to go by. But I was looking at because you know I'm I, I cassette I, I uh, collect vinyl and cassettes. Also, and she did really. She's releasing a cassette. I of found. This. I found it. Whenever you're ready, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, let's just talk about Taylor Swift real quick. So she sure. she's, she releasing a cassette of her album, which was like, oh, cool. It's like 13 bucks. It's not bad. Then she's releasing um, a, just kind of like a regular vinyl of it. It's uh-huh. a colored vinyl. It's like you know 25 bucks or something. Not bad mm-hmm. uh, for especially for a new vinyl. I think it's even a double LP. So that's even. Maybe it's more expensive than that. I felt like it was reasonably priced. Yeah, out. I just got one that was like 50 um, from another musician. Oh, my gosh. They're so expensive now, dude. Especially Everybody's yeah, making are. double LPs, too. I'm like, you can make an album. <laughs> All of these albums can fit on one album, but they just yeah. decide to make double LPs to, 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 to they cost more. Like, it's yeah. like ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. um, she's released like seven different versions of the of the double lp there's all these like deluxe versions that are only available through july yes. and it's like they're different yeah, it's like covers seven or eight and different yeah. colors 
of the mm-hmm. vinyl. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, so there's going to be people who Just buy every gotta, one of those. That merch is for her. You got to make that money Dude, when you're in quarantine, man. Right. Otherwise, because you, when you don't have touring, which is yeah. a musician's main source of income, oh, yeah. touring musicians the main yeah. source of income, because yeah. they keep all that merch. Well, let's just on, be honest. Taylor uh, Swift does not is not hurting for cash right now. Probably she's not, but at the same time, she's still I not bringing in the revenue to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's still not bringing in the revenue she's used to bringing in. Who has to pay all of her team and you know and all yeah. of her working musicians who play with her, mm-hmm. like who are not touring now, who are not getting paid. There's all kinds of stuff like that, right? But yeah. Anyway, I was just like, oh my gosh. That's you know, nuts, man. Her, her mega fans are going to oh, eat yeah. that up, dude. Yeah, They're I mean, that's easily it. like $300 worth of yeah. of one album. So anyway, yeah, I was just kind of like blown away by that. Oh, we'll just make them different colored vinyls and, you know, different covers. Yeah. And, you know, there's... And they're only available for a limited time. So she knows like, hey, we're going to make a ton of money here on the front mm-hmm. end. Um which is good. I mean, but hey, anyway, man, I respect yeah. the hustle. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't begrudge yeah, yeah. her that. That's actually yeah. a really good album too. So at least so, it's not. I need to listen a bad to album. it. I just, I just <laughs> haven't. Uh, I just haven't had a had a chance to do that. But uh, that yeah, just came so out like time. three days ago. I mean, it's like it did. Yeah, yeah. You're, be, um, be fair to yourself. That's right. Uh, the ACDC pronunciation in Australia is Akadaka. Oh really? Yeah. Akadaka. Can, can, can you say it in an Australian accent though? Akadaka? I don't know. <laughs> that probably is Australian. Like, yeah. is there even an Australian way to say that? If if, if you Akadaka read it in American, mate. you'd be you'd just be like Akadaka. Akadaka. If you mate. read it like, but like for them, it's like Akadaka or whatever. Yeah. I, I make it sound. I've Irish. never heard of that. Any that's any crazy. accent, I make it sound Irish. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that's crazy. I had no idea. That is so bizarre. <laughs> it's so weird. Look, I was watching uh, Conan Without Borders. Uh-huh. Uh, he had seven. He has seven episodes up on HBO Max, and one of them was Australia. Uh-huh. And he's doing he's doing flashcard, you know, and phrases it was with, with an Australia yeah. uh, teacher yeah. on slang. And and she's like, she holds up ACDC, and she's like, how do you say this in Australian? He's like. ACDC. It's just ACDC. <laughs> and she turns around and goes, Akadak. And he's like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's your band. Yes, this <laughs> is your like, band. She's like, I know. So we can call them what we want to. <laughs> well, we are an all John Mayer podcast. We're not an ACDC yes. or Taylor Swift podcast. but uh, Or an Akadaka podcast. Just had to talk about current <laughs> stuff to That's some right. degree. Uh, but go check out the Tom Mitch thing. Um, also, I don't know if you guys know out there. Uh, I don't watch these, but I do see them. Dead & Company has been... Uh, every Saturday to do this thing called One More Saturday where they stream an, a live show like a hmm. um, to YouTube and it's like, you know, it's like pro shot footage with good audio and all this stuff. So if you're into that, go check that out if you didn't know about that. Uh, that, that streams to YouTube, I think, and Facebook probably too. Um, just every week they just release a new show. They're like, oh, this is what we're listening, you know, we're playing this week. So that's pretty cool. That's cool. Um, let's jump into the emails, Jeff. Sure. I want to read two emails. Um, and uh, did you come up with a jingle yet? <laughs> oh, man, I totally forgot. I want to make it a mayor pun, though, when I do. It's got to be a mayor pun. It's got to be a mayor <clears throat> pun. So When it comes to me, it w- and it will. All right. We'll be patiently waiting. Right now. I'm patiently waiting. Go ahead. Go right. Oh, for right, kidding. literally right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to read the first one until you come up with it. <laughs> first email is from Tim Smith. He says, hey, guys, I recently discovered the podcast. I'm really enjoying it. I appreciate the perspective you both bring to the music and your and to your fandom. Been a Mayer fan since 01. My first show was actually the VH1 special he played at the Rock Hall in my hometown of Cleveland. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, I'm about the same age as John, and the connection to the music through different phases of my life has been a cool thing to experience. 
I've stayed connected on the My Stupid Mouth board, Facebook groups, Reddit, etc. In an early episode, you mentioned potentially diving in to Local 83 at some point. Mm. I was a day one member and stayed in all the way through to the end. I'd be happy to come in and talk about it if it's a topic you, ever, you guys ever want to cover sometime. For full disclosure, I'm an experienced podcaster. I've co-hosted a sports and coaching theme show called Worthy of the Jersey for several years now. Anyway, I thought I would reach out, keep up the great work on the podcast. It's a great way to stay connected and revisit the music, especially this year where live shows aren't happening. Thanks, Tim. Um, yeah, so I actually did reach out to Tim, He, he uh, and we're going to try and set something up coming up cool. here uh, in the next Good. month. Yeah, you I'm know, super curious. Months. Local 83 was something I totally missed out on. Um, yeah, I was I was a member not from day one, but I was a member for a few for a few years. So uh, that'll be fun to talk about and um, kind of do a deep dive into local. I miss fairy clubs, man. I miss them. They were they were cool. They were so simple. Now um, it's just uh, like and it was for like a tight knit group of fans. It wasn't for a random yeah. Instagram follower that can just trash your photos yeah. if they want to. And you and you know like like Dave Dave Matthews has the warehouse, which you still have to pay to get into. It's not a little like, paper. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Random Dave Matthews impression. That's a good one. Um, you know, the Metallica fan club has been around for a long time, and they recently opened it up to be free. So it's free to join now. But it's mm. it's still fun because you still get little discounts and stuff like that for being a fan club. Oh, member. cool. But, like, you know, it, it used to be this whole thing where you'd get special newsletters. And, you know, those types of things were – it was the way for the super fan to stay connected, right? Mm-hmm. In a in a in a deeper way than just just the casual person, you got yeah. special things. You got you know you'd get either special newsletters or special merch or, or stuff like that. You know ways to get concert tickets earlier or pre you know pre sales and stuff like that. And it's just yeah, it's so weird. You're right. Like what happened to the fan club? Twitter and yeah, Instagram. It's, just, it's, just, it's probably just social media just ruined it. I guess yeah, yeah, it's just not needed anymore. So well, our second email that I'm going to read is from. Dark Rider. Dark Rider. Dark Rider. When the planet needs crime stopped. Who you who are you gonna who are you gonna call? Dark Rider. Hey guys, Dark Rider. Good. All right, sorry, go ahead. Check it out. (laughs) He says, Hey guys, Dark Rider here. He even calls himself Dark Rider. I like it. I love it. This is very mysterious. He says, before I get into the email, I'll quickly explain the origins of my name. We're about to get an origin story. Oh, man. Dark Rider begins, y'all. <laughs> We're about to get the origin story of Dark Rider. Well, there ain't much. <laughs> 11-year-old me thought it was cool, and it's been the same ever since. <laughs> That's not what, romantic at all. Yeah, Couldn't align. Romant- I mean, come on, man. You could have <laughs> said, like, you know, usually, like, a family member or close friend is, like, yeah. killed, and you have to, like avenge them and that's how you yeah. become dark rider but you know it's, when i was um, in an alleyway with my parents you know somebody came in <laughs> yeah snatched the pearls my pearls <laughs> <laughs> they fell like, to the sure? ground they Did fell they, to the ground as in I, like slow motion it yeah, seemed like as i as i turned and looked at the man with the gun faced at me <laughs> saying you ever dance with the devil of the pale moonlight no 11, 11 year old dark rider. He says again, great episode. Love to listen to you guys talk about my favorite artist. Here are my thoughts. He's talking about the music video episode. Oh, good. He says, I too feel like Mayor could have made better music videos, and we all know how creative he can get. I guess he was just too excited that he got a record deal and just focused mm-hmm. on making great music and not caring about the music videos. He had put some. He had put some more effort into them. 
had he put some more effort into them, his hits would have been even bigger hits. What do you think about that? Uh, would you agree with that? That's, that's fair. Um, maybe, yeah, that's that's fair because, I mean, you know, there's we covered the music videos from around that time that blew up big time and made the stars, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, you can't... You could argue, I guess, that, you know, Oops, I Did It Again would be huge. Not, maybe not that one. Yeah, no, that's I'm thinking of the right one. Uh, Oops, I Did It Again might not have gotten as much airplay had it not had that life as a music right. video as well. Right. There's other examples, but uh, for some reason, Britney Spears popped in my head. Yeah. Her music videos did wonders for her career. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I get, I could see that. I could, you can make that argument for sure. I could, I could see that, too. And I also see his, his point about... Assuming, sorry, that it's him. I, I don't know. I, I we don't know. Yeah, Dark Rider could know. be either one. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, in my head, you're Batman. So yeah. just deal with that. Well, in my head, he's like the Prowler or something. Like yeah, yeah. He's like got a. He's he's wearing like a. Um, he's kind of like for the Spider-Man Noir from Spider-Man into the Spider Verse. That's what yeah. I imagine. Wherever Dark the wind is. goes, I follow or whatever. <laughs> I'll be there. Sense. Whenever the wind goes, I'll be there. Yeah. I am Dark Rider. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, he, uh, he mentions that, uh, you know, there's uh, the music videos. He kind of started to focus on his musicianship. He mentioned something yeah. like that. Yeah, he said he's and too I, excited. I, I he got that. a record deal. Yes. And focused on making great music and not caring about the music videos. You could, you could tell that he started caring way more about the music in the continuum era because we got one music video. Yeah. That was it. And the rest was just here's the music. Yeah, I also so, I mean, think when that it's was up a to dead, him. That was that was also a dead time. I think probably that's a, a good bare, point. a bare that's a good point. Yeah. time of music videos because they really what yeah. brought him back is YouTube. I would agree with that, and I would think I would say that uh, I would say that these music videos that are more recent, which we'll cover, mm-hmm. are better for sure. Yes, like Queen of California, especially like, that's a better um, music video. New Light, still feel like your man. <laughs> well, oh man, I, I don't want such. I mean, we'll talk about. We're going to talk about the song. Yeah, I'll try to. I try to steer clear of the music video, dude. That's that's what I'm going to do too. We can mention yeah. them, but we're not going to like die, deep dive because we want to see. Yeah, that for the I music have. Video I've made my feelings known about that on Bigger Than My Podcast for sure. I uh, I go both ways on that music video, like hating it and loving it. It's yeah. a weird. It's a weird feeling. Um, we're going to dive into that yeah, one for sure, though. For sure. But, um, so, but at least he, I'm saying that at least there's a unique vision happening. Oh, there yeah. 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 With I his mean, music videos. Whereas before it was just kind of like, I'm just going to walk on a pier and see what happens. Well, it seems like he's directing those, at yeah. least directing the vision of those versus the early ones. He probably has no say in them. No, I like, felt like the label just, hired somebody. Yeah. To just it's like, here's what you're going to do. Hey, show up this day. Here's your outfit. Uh, here's yeah. how you're going to do it so uh the second thing he writes is in the clarity music video around the 59 second mark an old man walks past mayor and they acknowledge each other that moment kind of corresponds with the lyric he's singing at the moment which is by the time i recognize this moment this moment will be gone it was a really cool detail and i don't think you guys mentioned it uh i'm sorry dark rider but i did mention it because i thought it was one of the weirdest parts of that video where he just stops and looks (laughs) confused i i didn't I didn't even think he was noticing the old man. I just thought he stopped and looked confused for a minute. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> like, he just kind of, like, looks down, looks around, is like, where Like, almost like, hey, wh- how did I get here? Wh- where am I? <laughs> you know, what is happening right now? <laughs> that was kind of what I got from it. Maybe he was mentioning the old man and 
You know what? Maybe the old man is him. Ooh. Man, they could have explored a whole time oh travel. Gosh, yes, you know dude. What do you call them? Uh, conundrum or whatever you call them when it's like a l- paradox. A paradox. They could have explored an entire paradox there and they just left it. Maybe no, that I'm was going to go. I'm just yeah. going to go randomly it's uh, like Cap- a convertible it's like Captain to America. very attractive women now. So that's, that's yeah. where the story's going. It's like Captain America, Steve Rogers mm-hmm. coming back at the end of Endgame. Yeah. No, and I don't like- think I will. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so he says, that's all I have to say oh, for now. Man. Looking forward to listening to the search for everything episode. Cheers, Jeff and Angelo. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Dark Appreciate Rider. Um, you can tell he hasn't like actually said what his name, he or she hasn't said what their name is. Mm-hmm. So I'm even if he, they tell us who the name is, he will forever be Dark Rider. Yeah. Um, so Dark Rider, keep writing. Andrew you just can't from you. You just can't. The vigilante email author <laughs> of know. my stupid podcast. Your real name can't live up to Dark <laughs> no. Rider. Possibly, it's just not possible. Dark Rider, I love it. All right. So uh, that's the emails. It's as easy as that. Uh, we just read a couple of them today, but because uh, we kind of have a longer, I think we're gonna have a longer episode. These yeah, usually tend to be a little bit, a little bit longer. That, yeah. Um, but uh, you can email the show, mystupidpodcastshow at gmail.com. Uh, we do read them. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, so let's jump in. The search for everything, Jeff. Um, recorded, uh, released April 14th, 2017. Okay. In this full. is yes. this is three, almost three and a half years, years old. Mm-hmm. I do not feel like it's that old. Me neither. I, I still feel like I'm on my fifth listen, even yeah, though. Yeah, I just, I feel like, oh, yeah, I'm this well came out last that. year. Like, that's in my yeah. mind. I'm like, oh, this came out last year. Um, And was recorded over three years. Man. He, yeah, he worked on this for a while. Who was it that name dropped the title? Was it Steve Jordan in an interview, I think? Did I think he? I remember like a year or two years before it came out that Steve Jordan was on a red carpet or something. And I, he was I, like... He was like, yeah, it's called Search for Everything. And John was like, I, well, technically, you shouldn't have said that yet. But, but that's what it's I called. Guess it's out there. We're working on it. <laughs> I love it. Um, there are two really good interviews on the internet. Uh, one, uh, well, one's a two parter from Rolling Stone where they talk about uh, both EPs. And then, uh-huh. um, and then there's one with NPR where he talks about it. And we're actually going to dip into the NPR one later. I want to listen to a clip from it. Um, a little bit later in the episode, but uh, this is what, so search for everything, right? Come in its complete version released April 14th, 2017. But we have the two EPs leading up to this, right? Yes. So he releases search for everything. Wave one, January 20th of 2017. Mm-hmm. Which include Moving On, Getting Over, Changing, Love on the Weekend, You're Gonna Live Forever in Me. Four song EP. Then he releases Wave 2 on Valentine's Day, February 14th of the same year. You know, so it's like, you know, three weeks later. It was like the 24th, it says. In- oh, 24th? Sorry, I thought yeah. I put 14th. It's 24th. Sorry, excuse me. So, and then that has Still Feel Like Your Man, Emoji of a Wave, Helpless, Roll It on Home. So we're still missing a couple songs. Great wave, by the way. Um, Great wave. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and then, two months later, ish, the whole yeah. album comes out. Yeah, we were kind of like, I remember all of us online at least waiting. I was doing the podcast by that point. I was doing the big of my podcast. Yeah, and like we were all like, "Come on!" In like late March, we were like, "John, what are you doing, man?" Or whatever. Was there gonna be a wave three? 
that's what that's what we kind of thought. Like, I thought because he too. said because he said in interviews like this is gonna end, the waves are gonna end when I say they end, and then he was just like, okay, well the last wave is just gonna be the album, and I was like, wait, that's not what you said. Right. So I mean, you kind of had to take his word for a grain of salt. It sounds like he wanted to do something different than a label did. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah, so um, it's really interesting way of releasing music. Yeah. And it's, you know, the way artists release music now is just so different. You know, it's, it is. it's singles or you, I mean, like Taylor Swift, we didn't even know an album was coming out. Yeah. Like it's just, and oh, it's a there's full an album. 16 songs. Yes. Album. Oh, here's an album. Yeah. And they're all like four minute long. So they're all long. They're not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no like slouches in there at all. And yeah. So she worked with great musicians for it. And you're kind of like, what? And then, what and happened? Then, like, it's 2020 yeah. music, man. It's crazy. And, and artists are now dropping singles and EPs instead of, you know, full length albums. My, uh, my favorite example is uh, Sean Mendez because he mm-hmm. released his last album, which I can't remember the name of. Really good album. Really good pop album. So good uh, you can't remember the name of it. I, I can't, but it's got some good songs <laughs> on it and I can't remember the name of it. It's going to drive me crazy. But that came out and then like, it felt like two months later he released If I Can't Have You as a single. Yeah. And that was bigger than anything from the album. Right. And you're like, what's happening? <laughs> what's well, like, happening I mean, in this world? I mean, think about John has released New Light. I guess I just yeah. feel like New Light and... was more successful than as a single than anything on this record. I oh think. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess I just feel like, and then uh, what was the other one? Um, Carry me away. Carry I me, know. Carry me away. Yeah. So, Super memorable. memorable that's right. That song, yeah. Super memorable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, it, uh, yeah. So like, he's released three singles since then. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so, I, I, you know, I think he just wanted to do something different. I, I That's kind of what I got from reading a lot of stuff. Here's what I, I'm going to and I'm going to intersperse a lot of this with some things from these from these um, interviews that he did because they're relevant. Well, I should say that uh, actually Love on the Weekend was the first single to come out. That's right. Before uh, that came EP. out first in November and yes. November of the year before. So it was like three months before we got wave one. Yeah. So we're all sitting on us fans are all sitting on Love on the Weekend and, and debating its quality. Oh yeah, that pretty definitely relentlessly. Happened. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I, mean, I watched it. I remember getting the and announcement. we're all just like, dude, just give us the new songs. <laughs> um, did you watch it on the Facebook Live when he debuted it? Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I was I was there because I remember it debuted on Facebook Live. Like that. Yeah, was, I was watching uh, it. Uh, I went. I went on a road trip somewhere. Mm-hmm. No, I was at work. I remember now. Okay. I was at work and yeah. I went on break to watch the live stream in my so he, car. So here's what he said about, you know, three years of writing this album. And on mm-hmm. and this is from the Rolling Stone article. He says, Mayer tells Rolling Stone he knew from the outset he wanted to make as ambitious an album as possible. My starting point is I want to leave. This is so John. I want to leave the earth as a writer. He okay. explains, right? I wasn't interested in doing anything I've done before. I wanted to stoke the fire of abstraction and just start punching hard. The singer, who has also spent the past couple of years torn with former members of the Grateful Dead as Dead and Company, says he wanted the search for everything to be the kind of massive, massive production you associate with classic 70s albums like Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. I want to make the next Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. <laughs> uh, you, you can tell from his early interviews he intended to give us like a 28-song thing. 24 song thing (laughs) and the label or his lack of i don't know being in love with the material yeah continuously uh, i I don't know it to completely fall apart because it was it was 
the entire album when it came out. Not yeah. Wave 1 and 2. The entire album when it came out was in the side of the sleeve, the label. Yeah. Uh, whatever you call it. The booklet. Yeah. It said part one on it. Like, yes. oh, cool. There's going to be more yes. Search yeah. for Everything yeah. volumes. Yeah. Like, at least I expected one more of 12 songs or whatever. Yeah. And, and it, he had previewed a couple that were like, oh, cool. That's going to be on the new album, surely, because he's in the studio recording it. Yeah. But I don't know what. You can't even believe COVID, dude. That was This was three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> man. It's just sometimes and this I don't know I feel like sometimes this happens this has happened a couple other times on, on different types of things where it's yeah. like he gets excited about something and like dude starts yeah. blowing it right starts like he speaks it into existence before it's ready and yeah. then he can't follow through for whatever reason it was around this time too that he was also talking in interviews about doing like a uh Oh, I'm gonna do like an acoustic album or something like that <laughs> of uh, nothing but like deep cuts. Like That's right. Yeah, like old B-sides. stuff. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Called Z. I'm gonna put L.A. song or sorry, yeah. in your atmosphere on it. Yeah. No, I'm it's L.A. All these song old to songs me, man. on it. Let's, let's call, call it what it too. is. It's L.A. song. <clears throat> and uh, I don't think I'm gonna call it L.A. song anymore. Um, <laughs> so he was gonna put that on it and stuff like that. He was gonna put all these old and songs. Then it, yeah, that and not, then it's had like, no studio version of it out there. He was gonna put that out there, and then it just kind of. Much like, I assume, his hopes for releasing another volume of Search for Everything, much like those just dissipated. Well, there's Completely something... Completely evaporated. There's something very interesting. We're gonna, I'm going to show you. I'm going to screen share here in a second because I had cool. no idea this existed here in a little bit, but we'll, we'll get to it. Um, so there's these two waves. Then the whole album comes out. The singles, let's just go over the singles. Love on the Weekend released November 17th. So again, a full, like, uh, almost... A full two months before mm-hmm. Love on the Weekend comes out. Then I Still Feel Like a Man comes out the day Wave, t- Wave 2 was released, February 24th. And then In the Blood is released on May 1st, which was released on that country radio. some crossover appeal. Yeah. Radio. So I thought that was Cheryl interesting. Cheryl Crow is on it. It's got a very country mm-hmm. Americana melody. Not as much as Roll It on Home, but I mean, it's, uh, you know, In the Blood. Yeah. I mean, and it even says, as I was reading about it. It was his first entry on the Billboard Country Chart, debuted at fifty nine at number fifty nine on Country Airplay, and reached its peak at number fifty seven the following week. It peaked at number thirty nine on Hot Country Songs. My wife kind of listens to country music, like stations. Mm-hmm. I asked her if she ever heard. She said she never heard this on the radio. Huh. I might have um, heard it once when it was like released, but uh. I, I you know, she, I was like, did you ever hear, I was like, did you know in the blood was released on country radio? She was like, no, that's great. You know? Yeah. And, uh, um, I mean, it makes sense, but I never heard it like mm-hmm. on the radio, like on country. If you, any of you out there ever heard it, let us know. But, uh, the whole album debuted at number two on the U S billboard 200. Okay, that's a so, good position. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. It debuted, uh, number one on the top number one on top rock albums for billboard. Awesome. And was certified gold on June 28th, 2019, which means it sold over 500,000 units. So it's not platinum yet. It hasn't sold a million. Maybe that's what prevented the label from letting him do what he wanted to do with his vision. You know? In regards to the amount of content he wanted to put out. It it feels like... Like they couldn't justify the cost or something. That, that's got to be something like that. I mean, yeah. you know, and that's what happens, right? It's like the... You can want to make a record all you want. If you want to yeah. self-finance it and you want to release it on your own. But if you want the label to pay for it, 
they're like, no, this, we got to have a reason for that. Like a business yeah. reason for that. We've been able to bank on you, you know, for this amount to bring in this much money for the label, uh, for our business. And if you're thinking of doing this again and it, you know, it hasn't, it didn't sell as well as we thought it was going to sell. Mm-hmm then no, we're not going to finance to do part two of this that didn't even sell that much, right? Like yeah, they didn't yeah. make us that much money. Why would we do that? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. We don't, you know, maybe we'll never know. Uh, he's but, only been vague about why it hasn't happened the way he said it would. And yeah. it's, he's mentioned something about the label had different ideas. I think he was doing a Q&A on Twitter and he mentioned something about that. I mean, and that makes sense. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, I'm sure that that's true of so many artists. And so You're many, at the mercy of your, you know, everybody has a boss. Everybody that's has somebody right. they report the to. The financier, so. the person who's paying the bills. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, hey, John, you want to go finance your own thing? Do it, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, and he's been able to do that, I feel like, with the singles, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. being able to, to kind of get his, pull his own resources, especially with right. Carry Me Away. When you watch right. the video of that, you're kind of like, it looks like a home studio type situation, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's probably just like, hey, I'll record this on my own dime. And, yeah, and Columbia could put it out, right? But yeah, exactly. You know, it was like, but I'll I'll record it and I'll spend all the my own money doing this. So I can't wait. I mean, I don't know if there's like a contract or I really don't know how label logistics work. But I, I this dude needs to be independent already, <laughs> in my yeah, opinion. Like own his own, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. You know, going back to my other love, Metallica, they mm-hmm. eventually created their own label, and bought and bought back all the rights to every one of their albums. Wow. As the as the rights came came up, right as it came, yeah. it became old enough. They <clears throat> bought bold. them all back. And maybe that's they, why. Maybe that's why then. And they've re-released them all on their own label, and they've remastered everything. And now it's like, just think about that: being able to own your own music. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the whole thing Taylor Swift's going through, right? Yeah. <clears throat> to be able to to say we want to be able to release it in this way, however we want, uh, we can do anything we want with this. The artist can. That's power, man. Yeah, that's so much power, and for an artist to be able and it's to do deserved because they wrote the yeah, dang songs. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous it that is, masters can belong to belong to somebody who wasn't even in the room when it was created. I know it's it's nuts. Well, anyway, it's let's a, it's a it's a pretty pretty gross business, honestly. But uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about the album art. It was so weird, honestly. Um, so I recall I recall liking the. One with one of the waves. I remember the woman, liking the with wave. The woman? Yes. Wave two with the woman. So yes. So I, I did it. I started researching. I was like, where did this even come from? Because at first I was like, this seems like it was like John kind of did this, right? <laughs> like that yeah. was my thing. But it's not actually. There's an artist named Soey Milk. S O E Y then Milk. I remember this because okay. he talked about this person, this on Japanese Twitter, artist. Yeah, and who, on Ellen, he went on Ellen to promote this one. So she, there's a blog on this um, Evoke Contemporary blog where it says, Zoe Milk and John Mayer's Creative Cabalet Collaboration. I'm just going to read straight from it. He's a creative individual with the biggest heart, says Zoe Milk, of accomplished singer-songwriter and talented guitarist John Mayer. He supports artists. Word count. <laughs> Got to get that word count in. <laughs> he supports artists 120%. <laughs> After a conversation in, initiated by Mayer over Instagram, Milk was granted complete creative freedom in designing the cover art for his new album, The Search for Everything. <clears throat> Mary gradually released the album beginning with four song collections that were dropped in January and February called Wave 1 and Wave 2. Remaining songs were released April 14th. So, um, Milk, whose subjects are typically female, produced an enchanting drawing of Mayer for Wave 1 with wistful flowers, intricate mandalays, blooming Oh, so that was her. Him. So that, that was her. That was her fault. Okay. She did I'm just it. kidding. 
And then wave two, it goes on to talk about was a young woman with cascading hair whose softness is echoed, whose softness is echoed in the feathers that float around her face, right? Mm -hmm. um, and um, so this was wave two, okay? So, and then what ended up becoming the main thing for the album was the cover for wave one. Yeah. All right. So that's with that, less yeah. it, like wave one had like a wave one in like red text or something. Yeah. With that weird, like wavy. Right. Yeah. I mean, thing. And then um, so I went and looked at her like at her blog. I mean, like her drawings. They're all very similar to this woman. Like she does stuff, mm -hmm. but she does all these women. They're mostly topless, which is very strange to me. I mean, if you go like through her thing, it's like all these hand drawn things that are of women in that in that kind of style. I'm oh, going to okay. share this. I'm going to share this with you, Jeff. Okay. You ready for this? So share screen. It better be PG rated. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be PG. So check this out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So you see that? Yeah. Right. So this is on her thing. John Mayer said for everything. Cover number one. You got the traditional thing. You, you guys can't see this, but I'm, I'm explaining it. Oh, then you're you on have, her website. Yeah. Okay. Then you have John Mayer search for everything. Cover number two. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Yeah. John Mayer search for everything. Cover number three. Oh man. Cover number three would have been the Panda. It's a drawing oh. of a panda with that same, like, do you, you, that, like, a uh, rope the ribbon, ribbon thing, thing that's yeah. around John. It's around the panda with a feather. What was going to be the plan there? So, what, so this goes on to, I, I had, I was like, oh my gosh, cover number three. Do you have the, is, do you have the physical album of the search for everything, Jeff? I don't know that I do. This might have been the first one. I okay. So I don't know if this is on, maybe this is in like the, the back of the insert or something. Oh, I do. I do CD. have it. Yes, I do. I have it somewhere. I don't know. I have never it. seen this. <clears throat> I've never seen it either. Uh, not to my memory. I don't. And, and it I goes, wonder if it was commissioned before they realized, okay, gonna well, three. we're going to, yeah. yeah, we're going to have to just release it. So mm -hmm. I'm going to share this to the, to our Instagram, but um, mm -hmm. if you go look at soeymilk.com and just go to like, I think it's like, her drawings and scroll down. You'll find it. Uh, also, you can see the nice topless woman here with like something. <laughs> but that's how all of it's her drawings drawing. are. Like yeah. they're all they're all like that. But cover number three, which does lead me to think, oh well, he did have a wave three planned. But then, <laughs> you know, again, Columbia is probably just like, listen, dude, just just release the album. Come on. Yeah, uh, for real, dude. So uh, I just thought that was super interesting. Yeah, that's um, fascinating. You I know, know, I was that. like. I was like, number three, that's that's pretty cool, you know. Um, but uh, what do you like the drawings? Do you, are you a fan of the the art? Uh, yeah, I think it's a weird it's a weird style for his face. I yeah. it's uh, so that was just a jarring cover for yeah. me. Yeah, uh, well, especially compared to like Paradise Valley and Born and Raised. Born and Raised especially are just knockout uh, covers, right? Um, like because Paradise Valley is just so simple. Like he's mm -hmm. just he's in his well, not his home, but presumably his home state yeah uh with his dog and uh you know that's him living his life as it is now right this doesn't this is a little bit too elevated well, for me i guess you know he he gives this girl this lady creative freedom like complete mm -hmm. like hey just do whatever and then she draws it in the style the girl drawing draws. is cool though because it's like it's like the uh as i think he described her as the ethereal her the ethereal yeah. girl the, the one who the this, one yeah 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 and um and, you know it's fine i think um it is very feminine. Mm -hmm. Not in a bad, I'm not saying, you know, in a bad way or anything. It just, it feels feminine, but she's a woman and she draws mostly women. So 
that's kind of you know how it would come out i think i don't think it's bad I, you know i thought it was actually kind of cool um yeah but it is kind of you know sometimes when you look at it a little bit it's like what is he he's like just staring into space you know it's kind of <laughs> kind of <laughs> I, you know so looking down and to the left but, yeah but what would you think about the panda though how about the <laughs> that, that was been, dope that, dude that's that so been cool pretty funny if the panda was like the yeah you can tell man- he had that panda thing on his mind before yep. he even shot that video that's right yeah so i mean yeah. the panda was already in his mind yeah. Um, or maybe she drew the panda and that inspired the, the video. Could have. You know, Could who have. knows? I don't know. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> I got to get this panda in one of my videos. <laughs> <laughs> He's like obsessed with the panda. Yeah, so, for real. He, here's an excerpt from NPR, and then I want to listen to clip uh, a clip from NPR, okay? I'm going to insert this so y'all can hear it too out there. But here's what he says about the album Each song just made me write another song. I had this run where I was like, this is just about forgetting that we're making a product and just writing. Mm -hmm. That probably right there is uh, scary to hear to a record label. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it's true. He says, I want to go so deep that it transcends the traditional contract of musician who is known, goes into studio and makes songs for his waiting public. I drilled so much deeper than that. It was like, there is no public now. There is no musician. There is no star. There is no nothing. It was almost like there is no John Mayer. He's gonna. He's getting a little <laughs> bit hyperbolic in all these interviews, man. So, but I know what he's saying because I feel it in the songs more yes. than I did with, uh, especially with like Paradise Valley. Um, if we're comparing recent works, yeah. So, I just felt like he in Battle Studies. Uh, you know, even though that was like a few releases ago by that by that point, I definitely feel what he's talking about with the songs, with the sound, the lyrics. So I want, I want to dip in real quick to this interview. And this is, um, he's talking about kind of like being, um, uh, how it was inspired. So I, I want to listen to this. He, he, and, uh, it's a really good NPR interview. If you have a chance to go listen to it, it's about 30 minutes long. So this is the very end of the interview. I will say one more thing that people don't know about the record. The record started with this poem and the poems in the middle. There's a much longer poem that you will see more of in the future, but, um, what is it? Would you say it? Well, yeah, it says it in the middle. You open it and it says, How sad it is that time should pass, Her Majesty the Hourglass. We take the sand of bygone years and make mud of it with all our tears. What is now compared to then and will I ever love again? The, question, the answer to that question brings the endless search for everything. And the day I stood in a bathroom and I stood there for one hour, like still in an hour because it just wouldn't stop and I just kept writing kept writing kept writing kept writing and these these um these just little couplets and these things and I was like oh that's the mission statement for this record and so it's in the middle of the of the liner notes when you open it so this, this record had a very deep mission statement it is oh it's a little bit like um where the hell am I how did this all happen who am I going like to be? Clarity music video. <laughs> and uh, what was that? Maybe in a in a in a romantic sense. Like what was that? Like that was that would took me all the way down to myself. I was I said to Charlie Rose the because I don't like repeating myself. Uh, there's always one that takes you down with it. There's always one breakup that's not about. It's all about you. It's all about what it's 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 not all about you. But the duration of the not getting over it is about your 
hopes. They're about your needs. They're not about, they're not so much about, oh, this person isn't here. But it is a lot to do with that. But mostly, what was that? What, what, did, what where, where did all that go? How much of this was in me? How much of this were, were my fantasies? How much of this was my imaginary friend? How much of this was, was how much of this is pain? How much of this was, was pain I didn't know I had? Honest to God, like, if, this, if these quotes come back to me in print, let it be. But I guess I'm discovering as I talk to you, like, this is about like, oh, this is pain. Like, this is about pain taking shape as these other things. This isn't like, it, there's, this, there's this lovely moment that I had in the record where you look at, and we've all done this, so let's not play dumb. Everybody, if you're listening to this, think about this time this happened to you, right? You look at the person or the thought of the person and you look at them and you go, oh, you can go. I, th I've got to do, th you can go. This is about me. And a lot of this record is you can go. And, and me going, oh, this is about me. Like I got, and like you drop, you, you drop a vase and water and, and ceramic goes everywhere and you just go like, uh, you, you can go, step out, I, I'll take care of this. If you just step out, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of this. Yeah. And, and it was the discovery that like, if you don't sweep up your pain by the time you get to around this time in your life, you're gonna have bigger problems. And, and, and this record is the chronicle of my discovering and reconciling pain. And then coming out the other side of it. And the theme might sort of be the most triumphant version of that, which is like, oh, I'm free to go now. It's not free to go from any one relationship. It's not free to go from any one person. It's free to go from yourself and your old, uh, your old uh, interpretations of yourself that are not true. You know, these old burned in habits of thinking, these old burned in desires that aren't even your desires. They're not even what you want. Mm -hmm. They're not even what you need. So when what you need doesn't even get looked at and you're doing all these mistakes, you're like, you don't want this. Here I am with the show that I want, with the band that I want, with the music that I want, and I've never been more excited to see what comes. I wake up in the morning, I put my feet on the floor, and I say to myself, not hungover. It's the first thing I say. I go, not, I say it to myself every morning. I put my feet on the floor and I go, not hungover. I say it out loud. Wow. And then I go, we get another day where we have discovered how to live, where we enjoy it, and our health is here. The end. Yeah. That's it. You get the, your true life exists in between the period of time where you stop being an ass and something kills you. That's your life. And I just started my life. <laughs> That's a great, uh, there's some great lines in there. Yeah. Um, Especially the ending. Yeah. So the mission statement for the record, right? He, he starts talking about. Uh, that that poem. I, again, I don't have the physical album, so those of you out there who have it, you've seen it. I mean, you've I've, I've read, read that, it. and I, it's yeah. on Genius.com too for the for the uh, the lyrics of yeah. the album. And um, and by the way, I read that poem before 
mm-hmm. knew that search for anything, everything right. was an album. Right. He posted it on like his his Tumblr mm-hmm. or something like that. I can't remember what website, but he posted it on a website. Yeah. Well, um, I I loved it. I love that interview. Yeah. I love that um, kind of what he's talking about there, and uh, I don't know. It's just you know, it's it's a cool wrap up talking about kind of the uh, the way this album has kind of come about his view mm-hmm. of it. Um, and I know you have some really interesting thoughts about just the flow and how it tells a story. Yeah. Um, and there's just, definitely a beginning, middle and end to the, to the album. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, is there anything else about the album before we jump into a track for track? No, actually I was track gonna, I had the poem pulled up just in case we forgot to mention it, but I'm super, super happy that you found an interview where he literally says it. So that's, yeah, that's amazing. cool. That's cool. It's super cool. <clears throat> um, again, I don't have the liner note, so I had never heard that. And so in my mayor story, after right around born and raised through wave, like through love on the weekend, I'm not totally engaged with John. Like I'm not following it. I'm not following what's happening. I don't even really know that a new album's coming out until I don't even remember how I heard but then I was like, oh, there's new music. And then I heard Love on the Weekend and I was like, oh, this is this is new. This yeah. is different. Yeah. You know, this is this is something else. And um and then I started getting excited again, and that's when I really jumped back on. Yeah. Um and uh so like I said, I mean, I wouldn't have I was and and even jumping on wasn't even that much engaged when all this mm-hmm. is coming out. Like I see the albums coming out and I I downloaded the EPs on iTunes. And um, uh, and all that, but you know, I didn't even know this poem existed. Yeah. I, by the way, I yeah, he would. He'd still host a John Mayer stuff. podcast, and I didn't know that poem existed. <laughs> <laughs> he still he still had been doing stuff online. Yeah, podcasts, stuff like that, mm-hmm. poetry. Uh, apparently, posting on either whatever JohnMayer dot com. I don't Tumblr. Remember he, he did have Something a Tumblr like for a little. He bit. did yeah, for a little bit. I remember yeah. That. Uh, or a version of a Tumblr, like a Tumblr offshoot. I can't remember what it would be, would have been called, yeah, but type it wasn't a Zanga. Like yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, but he he had been present, but like you, after Paradise Valley, which I still regularly listen to his music all the time, um, but it wasn't as religious as I had been around, say, heavier things. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, me neither. No. So for uh, sure. so like Paradise Valley, like four years had passed since Search for Everything came out. Um, since uh, Paradise Valley was released, I mean, yeah, to search for everything. So yeah, there was like a three year lull for me, and then I started a podcast because uh, I was listening to uh, "Stop This Train" on the way home uh-huh. from my family's place or something, and like the bridge hit me in a totally different level, yeah. on a literal sense. It hit me on a totally literal level where like you're 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 quite. I'm gonna say literally a lot, so you're gonna have to excuse me. But you're like li- you're driving home from your family's place or whatever or to it D- direction yeah. doesn't matter in the yeah, bridge. yeah 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 you're driving home in the dark at night and you're upset that your family's gonna you know pass you by i think i had like lost my grandpa by that point or something and yeah just i don't know it struck me in a, in a certain way and um but you know ne- you're like you just don't have the mental capacity to just live in the moment and be with them you have yeah. to worry about the fact that you're gonna have to say goodbye to them or whatever so stop this train just totally hit me on a different level, and, and uh, it got me immediately back on the train. 
That's on the awesome. mayor train. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I started the podcast around then, not even knowing he was going to be like, hey, guys, I'm going to release new stuff. So like yeah. when he started doing love on the weekend and stuff like that, I was like, oh, man, this is great. This is a perfect time to start a podcast. It like, is. We no, that is it, the perfect time to start. We started it like early fall, like uh, summer even, I think. Yeah. And we were like, yes, like me and me and at least one of the regular guests that I right. had were just like, yes, this is like prime time for content. So I was doing the podcast like as the releases were coming. That's pretty cool, um, man. Yeah. So if you guys you, kind of go to YouTube and listen to the first impressions, that's that's where my first impressions are. Well, yeah, go listen to them and then we'll see how they've changed. If they've changed. Yeah, I don't even know that they I, I don't know because three yeah. three years isn't that long. I mean, I guess. Yeah, not really. You know, we'll I see. I feel like I'm in the same mindset as I was then. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, so let's jump into the let's jump into the songs. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I have a few excerpts from this Rolling Stone because in this Rolling these this two part Rolling Stone article, he basically talks about the four, the four songs, each of them, and how they came to in be. Wave one and two, you mean? Yes, yeah, like, so so, oh, he cool. does a, a an article on wave one and talks about each song in wave one and then wave two. So and um, then wave three gets the shaft because it's right. got an instrumental track in it. That's right, and it's got a, <laughs> even though it's like, got the best song on the record and, in and it. But whatever, like, that's fine. Uh, John, you want to put a picture of a panda bear on the cover of wave? No, just just release you're the dang John. Thing. You didn't even say anything offensive this time. You're just canceled. <laughs> oh man! Um, oh man! Okay, so we open up with still feel like steel, steel. Steel, steel feel. I still feel like a man. Guess still. Still, <laughs> <laughs> still feel like your man. That's kind of hard to say. Still feel like your still man. Still feel like still your feel. Man. Easier to sing than say. That's for sure. Yeah. So um, uh, this is a this is one that I and many other mayor fans that were um, I was browsing the subreddit a lot and the Facebook group a lot mm-hmm. uh, leading up to because I was on I was doing the podcast leading up to him announcing an album. Mm-hmm. And this was one that a clip came out from where okay. he was like, I'm testing out a new speaker. And he was jamming out to do. And everybody was like, what? This is so cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was unlike any track that John had done up until that point. Uh, rhythmically funky. Like, it's just such a rad track, dude. Um, Yeah. Did the piano intro, how he kind of stays cool. on that chord with that riff for like most of the verse, you know, it's like, yeah, I love that. I mean, that is such a, um, yeah, that, that little riff. Yeah. It's like almost like he was just noodling on a guitar. He mentions that like he, and he's not really, again, this is not really, you could argue this is not really self-aware of John to say this, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he has said that he had never heard anything like the staccato he was doing in this song. It was almost like uh, that's why the Japanese thing kind of came out. Oh, of okay. This song for the video uh, was that he, for some reason, when he hears that, he kind of pictures Japanese types sounds or whatever or mm-hmm. tunes or yeah. I don't know how you make the correlation there, but that's in his brain. It was like it was like some kind of J- Japanese jazz or something. Like in his head, he that's that's the dots that he connected. Um, but yeah, I I hadn't heard anything like this from him, especially. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. sure music like this exists in jazz everywhere. Um, well, R and B. This is very jazzy, and, and even like old R and B. Like yeah, again, you know, you talk about seven. There's a lot of like classic seventies 
influence, not yeah. just rock. I mean, we're talking R&B, we're talking funk, soul. I mean, there's all kinds of influence. Like, a lot of these songs feel older than they are. They do, yeah. Especially the last song. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the last song. <laughs> like, is this um, a classic movie? What are we doing? Am I going to yeah, no. do a tap dance now on a, <laughs> on a pier? <laughs> and have a really confused look. Like, wait, where Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. I mean, and obviously the, the, the whole idea of this song still feel like, I still feel like your man. God, I can't stop yeah. saying like a freaking Southern steel, 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 feel like, I still yeah. feel, I still feel. Yeah. And that's, that's why I argue that's the beginning of a story because he is fresh out of the breakup to the point mm-hmm. where he's having withdrawals. Right. Um, and he's explaining how he still has things of hers around him. Right. Even though in the back of his mind, he knows she's not coming back. Right. It's like, but just in case she feels like, you know, having her own withdrawals, you know, her stuff is still there. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> like, it you know, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of dreaming with the broken heart where mm-hmm. it's like, he, it'd be like that. I feel like it would be like a moment, like you wake up in the morning and you're like looking over and you're like, Oh wait, where's so-and-so. And then you're like, yeah. oh, wait, no, we're not. Well, it's like the bridge together. there where, where do I have to fall asleep with roses in my hand? Like he's yeah. waiting for her to come home so he can apologize or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and no, yeah. it's it's over. It's done. Yeah. You, you can't and, you uh, can't forgive your way or make her forgive you out of this. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the shampoo bottle line is, is always um, a classic. That's so that clever. Like. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I love um, the uh, the phrasing. This was mentioned on the Bigger Than My podcast. We were just like uh, the phrasing of but I do not really care is just really weird yeah. to sing. Everybody else would just say, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> and he's all, but I do not really care. But I, but I do not really care. Yeah. 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 That is an interesting phrasing that you wouldn't um, typically say. in re- like, Right. You wouldn't say it that way. No. Um, he's clearly trying to be yeah. funny because the song is kind of funny. You know, it is kind of funny, even though he is saying something real here. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics are kind of funny. The music is kind of funny. The video is certainly funny. Well, the video. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Louise. So, so I, I mean, he's definitely saying, you know, he's saying something while also trying to be a little bit, you know, is whimsical the right word? Is there some uh, whimsy in it? Maybe some probably, tongue in cheek, yeah. tongue, in, tongue in cheek action. Yeah. But yeah, especially in that second verse. Um, and I love the shout out to never, uh, never going to find another you. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yep. Yep. That was brilliant. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of earth shattering lyrics here, but it's just a, it's just, it's more of a conceptual song and he's, yeah. I feel like he's just writing from a place of real feeling lyrically speaking there's still a, there's a couple of songs on here that get real repetitive I, and the only reason i know they get repetitive is when i read the lyrics yeah I, I don't i don't realize which is which i mean is a testament to the song that i don't realize they're repetitive until i start reading the lyrics and i'm like oh this is there's a lot of i still feel like your man like yeah he says that the a first lot like lot in this yeah he does song. the first like four first like four tracks now maybe just the first three very repetitive yeah. like lyric some lyric chorus stuff. Yeah, yeah 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 um the i love the line still like the letters in your name and how they feel i like that too. i like to visualize that yeah sometimes you imagine writing it in a text or something right like, right you know that name just still feels familiar in your hands basically yeah this is this is a really good song I, th- it's really good man it's a great of- groove like Dude, do you remember the first time you heard it and like you heard the piano riff and you're like, okay. 
And then, do you remember the first time you heard the beat come in and you're like, oh, yeah, like that's that type of song for me. Well, it's like, like it's yeah, just it's like a, <laughs> you, you groove with it, like you move yeah. with the song. Yeah. You move with the song. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is it's a great intro. It's a great first song, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm trying to think of some of the other songs. I think I feel like maybe if you were to put a different song at the beginning, I would maybe you're trying to tell a story. But yeah, but sonically i feel like helpless would be a great opener but lyrically he, he felt yeah he clearly felt that way too though because he opens all of his concerts with it yeah yeah i mean it <laughs> that it, was like the designated opener for the search yeah, for everything that tours. guitar riff could open the you know yeah. like isn't a it's good great. opener for anything but anyway um yeah so great great song uh any any other thoughts on still feel like your man no, it's just a great groove, and it's really fun to play and very difficult. Uh, I am all about difficult John songs. This is up there with, like, Neon and stuff. Like, it's very, very difficult, especially if you want to play the riffs accurate. If you want to play the riffs accurate, yeah. like, because there's, there's notes in cheat, between right? the chords. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's notes in between that where he's do There's a lot of walking around in this, and in, in this and moving on and getting over are very yes. challenging if you want yeah. to play them right. Cool. All right. Well, I do not want to play them right. I do not I, really I care. I do not really care. Yeah. <laughs> I do not really want to care to play them right. I haven't even tried to play a song on this album. Really? Yeah. I, just, I know them all, but I can't play most of them. It's it's a, it's his most challenging record for me. Emoji of a wave. Yeah, this is a challenging song too, because I'm just not good at finger picking. Uh yeah, this is one of my favorite ones off the record. Yes, I remember hearing I, this in the first was it the first wave? Uh, no, second wave. It was a second wave. Wave two, yeah. Okay, yeah, because the first three songs in wave two were the first three songs in the album, and I I called that. I think I called that on the podcast. I was like, I bet money those first three songs are on the first three songs on the record because they uh-huh. feel so good together. Yeah, and they tell a they tell a story. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this song is gorgeous, dude. It's, it's so it's beautiful. Definitely a highlight of the album. It's yeah. not. It's not the only highlight, but it's a highlight. Uh, yeah. is there a timpani? In this, like, there's like a uh, is, like a drum. There's some kind of drum happening, um, in this song, like on certain parts, like at the end. Maybe, maybe are you talking like, about like at the bridge where the strings? Yeah, yeah. Well, in the interlude, in the solo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a temp. There's some kind of like, um, tonal. Is there anybody credited with a percussion? I guess not. Well, maybe I don't know, but it doesn't look like it. This looks like it's just strings and. You have a Beach Boy on the vocals with his son. Oh yeah, that's super cool. Um, I have a I have a little 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 uh, anecdote about that. Oh John. cool. Uh, I remember. Also, this is one that he did preview as well. He previewed it before he laid in the uh, he laid down the uh, chorus vocals. Mm-hmm. So all you heard was the background vocals of Al Jardine and his son, and I assume it sounds like John. Yeah, uh, going ah, and they're weird. Yeah, modulating chord changes, super weird chord structure in this song. Well, Beach Boys, right? I mean, uh, yeah, that's a good point. But um, um, so like everybody was just kind of like, "What's this about?" And he posted, he posted, it, he shared it with an emoji of a wave before anybody knew what that was. So mm-hmm. we were all kind of like, "The heck does that mean?" So uh, until he released a song title. So one note I wrote is like, "Why wasn't this in my top ten solos?" Because that acoustic solo. It's pretty, man. It's, it's very nice. gorgeous. Yeah. It's nice. And I forget it exists, too, until I'm like... Yeah, I was like listening to it. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, this is really good. <laughs> this is one um, solo I haven't learned yet. <laughs> so, emoji of a wave, right? There's a lot of confusion, a lot of talk about what the wave is. 
and he talks about it i think like in a concert where he says like it's a wave like like a hand right like is that the wave or is it like a wave like an ocean wave because there's two emo like there's two kind of waves that are emojis there's the hand like you waving your hand or there's like oh. the ocean wave well he's been posting the ocean wave the ocean wave right yeah so but he talks about them how as like, in an emotional ocean wave yes but whenever he talks about i think there's like a thing where he's talking about texting and he says i would get a text from her right i mean we know who this is we know who yeah. and but we don't gossip um, here we just we just know who but <laughs> and it would like and it would just be a wave mm-hmm. and i'd send a wave back like you know so, you know how like you would just send like hi like hey yeah and and i'm like well, which kind of freaking wave is this because like so i wonder if that was the inspiration <laughs> of it and then he was like let's just go with the other meaning well yeah let's go with the imagery of a wave because you know yeah. people were like no he's talking about the hand uh duh that's obvious and i'm like no it's not because he says he starts saying just hold on that gives the idea, impression of like being overtaken by a wave yeah so I can understand why you would think that it would be. And, and plus he uses it sometimes. Like, I mean, that was yeah. like a thing, right? So it's like, um, I don't know, man. I <laughs> You could go both ways, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the fact that the lyrics talk about holding on quite often, again, this yeah. is another repetitive song. And there's nothing wrong with that. Cause right. when you listen to it, you don't really notice. Um, Cause structurally this song is very sound uh, and the composition is super mm-hmm. strong. It's one of his strongest compositions. Um, I even called it his best vocal performance in the studio up until that point, and I still would argue that because he's kind of yeah. showing range all over the place here. Yeah. Um, uh, my dog wants to get <laughs> out there. Poor dog. <laughs> Let me out! She wants to be in, just, and then uh, she wants to be out. Just uh, tell her uh, it's just a wave. Just it's sit just down. A wave. Just yeah, sit down. It's, like, it's just a wave. Come on. Um, the, uh, the lines, your heart is where my head should be. The dissonance is killing me. Um, yeah, dude, that's, that's, that's a cool, that's a cool, that's an line. amazing line in my opinion. Um, God, I, cause I just love the phrase. I just love the word dissonance, man. Mm-hmm. That's just a great word. Yeah. Uh, cause it's like, you're like almost there, but not quite. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not distance cause distance means there is a definitive separation between two things, but, uh, yeah, it's great. Um, I, I like, I've been talking to myself just to hear, just to hear you, and you're saying everything I wish you would. Yes, and it's so good. Yeah. Uh, what, it's oh, raining on the mission mission bell. I I get lost in some of those lyrics, yeah, dude. They're draining um, out the wishing well. I like the way it sounds. Yeah. Is this another one of those? I just kind I'm of kind of like stuff together. Are you just putting words together, bro? <laughs> like, is are you saying like the these are? I don't know. These must be common phrases. That people use in real life. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and uh, and and them being drained, the wishing well being drained out, and the rain on the mission bell is not a good yeah. thing. I, I don't can, know. Yeah, I can understand <laughs> draining out the wishing well because it's like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm not. Yeah, where are you going to throw your pennies, man? Yeah, it's not yeah. Gonna, yeah. But um, I I think the most heartbreaking line is it takes all the love I have to say I know we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it takes a lot after a breakup, especially to be like. We're gonna be we're gonna be okay. We're gonna be oh, fine as friends or not even as friends. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We will survive. We're gonna this be fine. We'll be done. Which is the um, worst part of a breakup is having to admit that to yourself. Well, obviously, as you mentioned, a hallmark of this is Al 
Jardine and his son mm-hmm. Matt. And here's what Rolling Stone, when he talked about this song, he says, as the music came into focus, Mayer came up with the swirling harmonies in the chorus and thought, this is kind of a Beach Boys thing. <laughs> then came a stroke of perfect timing, the kind of serendipity that could only happen in a world-class studio like Capitol Records, where you know it was um, recorded. Yeah. One Saturday afternoon in fall of 2014, Beach Boys were doing a mm-hmm. performance in an adjacent room, and Mayer bumped into Jardine in the hallway and said, he said, if you have anything I can sing on, and Mayer says, "Oh my!" And gosh, I was like, "Well, timing. I do have this one song." It <laughs> says Jardine and his son Matt made time that same day to record harmonies on the track. Yeah, how many artists? It makes, it makes so much sense because the the chord structure, yes, is so Beach it's Boys. Beach it's Boy so song. Brian Wilson. Yeah, yeah, and he says, "How many artists do a Beach Boys thing and then have an actual Beach Boy come and sing the thing?" <laughs> right. That's the joy of being in a musical community. So that's so that's yeah. super cool. Um, yeah, and. Uh, this is, I mean, this is a, a highlight again, a highlight yeah. of the of the album, if you ask me. I have a, um, I have a hard time pinning it down. Like what the, uh, this must be in one of those. Again, I'm not going to bother explaining modes in music theory because yeah, yeah. I'm, I get so lost in, in those. But this has to be a mode because the chords don't seem right. to belong in the key that you would think the song starts yeah. in. Yeah. So it's very, it's a very strange song. Uh, There's a lot of that in a good way though. Album. It keeps you yeah. guessing. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. Except for help, helpless is like, which we're gonna get to. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to yeah. it. I'll, I'll, I'll pause on that until we're ready. <laughs> well, let's let's move into it. Let's move oh, into okay, it. Cool. Helpless. Well, helpless is very repetitive. Like you know what key oh, it's yeah. in. Yeah. Because it's it doesn't change at all. Like you could literally mm-hmm. loop this song, and mm-hmm. just let the loop run for the rest of the song because there's there's one part where he breaks that structure and it's like I think it's after the solo. Right. No, not even then. He's still kind of doing a version of it. You're still kind of doing like a D minor to A minor thing on the guitar the entire song uh, with some, you know, chords in between there. Um, Yeah, but regardless of that, the song is so good that you don't even notice that, you know, like the song is like uh, it hits so hard. It feels like such a good groove that you're like, oh, wait, this is like one riff the whole time. That's crazy. Well, and he's just adding layers on top of it. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, yeah, the riff. I mean, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's super, super good. And and Pino <clears throat> is destroying that bass part, dude. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. so good. I miss the trio, man. You could tell that we were missing the trio in the first yeah. in the first track, and then this one. Yes, it's a. Uh, I, I love the line where he says, "I love um, all these lines." I'm not even gonna the, lie to you. The, well, <laughs> all the lines are very good, but when he says, yeah. "The one I love the most just said to me a broken heart is all I'll ever be," so is he and talking then, about himself, right? Like he's yeah. the one he loves the most. Yeah. Um, which is going to show is like, you know, I mean, again, half of my heart, same kind of. Well, idea, I thought he was right? saying like, like his parent, a parent or something, was saying. Oh, I don't know. I, I, thought, I pictured I thought it was, as a family member was saying that. Well, he a broken heart's all you ever be. Well, he says the same brain that brings me ecstasy is the same pain that gets the best of me, right? So he's talking about his brain, right? The same brain is what. Yeah, and then I took the next wrong. couplet the as a separate thought. I oh took no! It as a see, I thing. I took it as oh he's talking about himself. The one I love the most just said to me a broken heart is all I'll ever be, or maybe hmm. he's talking about his lover, right? Like the one that could he's be, in could love with that. says you're just gonna could be his yeah. uh, his former lover sees that he's re- he's been just in like, that's how a he's helpless again right like he's you, yeah this is and who she's you're just like be. Oh, well you're that's who you are yeah that's yeah. that's all you're ever gonna be is that yeah um yeah i love the sentiment of this song and the placement of it too like after emoji of a wave where it's like it's just a wave 
And then you go to this song and he's like, just kidding. It's totally not. I'm helpless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, love yeah. the juxtaposition there. Like there's definitely a storyline uh, happening here. Well, he's just see. like, I'll, this all, there's, there's a line in split screen sadness where he says, um, I can't wait. What is this? Ah, the line is so can't wait good. to figure out what's wrong what's with, wrong me, with so me. So I can say, say this, this is the way I used, used to, be. to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- that sentiment is throughout this whole album of just, yeah. if and I he's can't figure it out though, that's the, that's the thing though. He's figuring yeah. out that something's missing. He's figuring out. Yeah. What's if I'm wrong helpless, right? Like if there's, if there's helpless could be hopeless almost, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, I wonder if he thought that. I wonder if he was like hopeless and ended up saying helpless instead. Did you because, see the origin of this song? No. Or I might have mentioned it before. Uh, this was a born and raised song, and oh, it didn't okay. make that record. People, he said everybody did not like it. I don't know what that means. Studio okay. producers, I have no idea what that means. Well, probably just didn't fit the album. But he was like, he was like, he said at the time during an interview in 2013. Uh, this is on the My Stupid Mouth forum. Mm-hmm. That he loved the song and it was great, and then he he quoted the uh, lyrics to yeah. the chorus. Yeah, he was like, "It's just, it's cool, man. It's really cool. It's a cool song." So he's had that song in his brain for a while, right. and he was just waiting for the right moment. Right. And I guess a trio reunion was the right moment because yeah. it fits like a glove with those guys. Uh, another repetitive song, but you don't feel it. No, really. I mean, especially because it. it's got one of the best solos he's ever done on There's the new studio original. A verse. Verse one, chorus, verse two, yeah. and then chorus, and it's chorus the rest of the time. There's, it's all help me. It's all yeah. versions of help me or I'm helpless. helpless. Tell me now, tell me now. <laughs> if I'm helpless, yeah. tell me now, tell me now. If I'm helpless, tell me now, tell me now. Um, but again, I mean, again, helpless solo made my top ten solos. Um, yeah, it's a great it. solo. It's got it's got some effect that makes it sound doubled. I don't know if I don't know if it is doubled or not. Like um, if he, no, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. It's like some kind of chorus or delay or something where it sounds. Yeah. It's, it packs a punch. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like studio. Yeah. You can definitely hear it in both ears. It's like, it's very much takes over the song. Yeah. It's like, it's in the, it's not down the center. It's like in the left and the right. It's something weird. But um, Mike the he, amp twice, I guess. I don't he, know. He what does this there. thing where it's it's the same. Like he at the end of the solo, it's like the still feel like your man bridge, where he like does this change and it hangs there for a minute. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, well, they're it, still doing the same chords through, from the entire song. But are you talking about the part where he's like, "Help me"? That no, part. Or it's no? at the very end of the solo. Where it like oh yeah they they switch to change. an E chord yeah yes they switch to an and E chord yes and he does yes. that on still feel like your man too at the end of yeah. the bridge he does the mm-hmm. same thing where it's like it changes to that like it's like well an, the, the bridge like is ch- in a, the bridge is in a different key than the rest of the song on still feel like your man okay so then he's going, I did it too I still feel like you're still feel like your man <laughs> so, anyway but he so, changes keys in the bridge I see. of still feel like your man which he said himself that that was like the last part he unlocked for the song. He couldn't figure out where to go with it. So that's just the transitional out. chord he's using to get back um, in. And then, yeah, then he okay, goes back to the, to the parent key when yeah, he's playing yeah, yeah. the A okay, going okay. into back into the, sorry, I know the song. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but when he's playing like, uh, all alone, babe, yeah, he's going yeah. back into the main uh, key of the song, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I guess he changes chords one time and that's at the end mm-hmm. of the solo. 
My mistake. <laughs> he owned me. <laughs> I know what well, you're talking about, though, where he's like, yeah, it's like it's like building. It's like yeah. going to really build back into and the core. Then it goes into yeah. the help me. Yeah. Um, Aldro solo is good, too. You know. I, oh, yeah, that's a great solo. I remember people feeling snubbed that they didn't get the whole thing from his Instagram. Yeah. So and I'm like, hey, guys, it's fine. It's still there. It's, it's fine. It's just it's, fading you know, out. And it's. Yeah. So this is a cool song. It's a rocker, you know. I yeah. mean, um I, I think it's f- f- fairly self-explanatory of what he's trying to say here. Um actually a lot of these songs are. There's not a lot of um Hey, what does he mean by this song? You know what I mean? Like maybe, I think you're going to uh, live forever in me is the only one that might come close yep. because of how cosmic it gets. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have some funny thoughts on that one. Yeah. It's so, just like you're like, what are you talking about? But I get it, dude, but I, what yeah. are you talking about? It's like so big and ex- <laughs> existential. Yes, know? it is, yeah. It's like existential, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> still feel still feel like the space and the stars. And- <laughs> <laughs> so we got love on the weekend next. Which yeah. was the first single. Um, I remember this being hyped up by John. Yeah. Because he was very proud that he wrote this song. He he was like this. He's out loud said that he got one of those feelings after he finished writing this song that he gets when he writes his favorite songs. Right. That he's written. So, I mean, the hype was there. He gets in the live stream lot, especially. Is, is I there, know, but. Is there any artist that's like, oh, man, I just got finished writing, like, the crappiest <laughs> song. <laughs> that's a good point. But I'm going to release it anyway. You guys enjoy it. Whatever. <laughs> It's or, or you know, or all the stuff he's saying, like, I mean, this is my most yeah. ambitious, you know. And I'm like, every yeah. artist says that about every album. But when, there... when you title when you title a song "Love on the Weekend," I just expected expected something a little more upbeat in the vein of "Helpless." Yeah. Or even when "New Light" came out as its own separate single. Yeah. I was like, you know, the way that that song sounds is how I in my head had "Love on the Weekend" sound. Yeah. Well, it's very you know, that just makes kind no of... sense. It does feel like you're in the back of a car. It it feels like the scene in Clarity. It feels like a Friday. <laughs> it feels like it, when he says it's a Friday, I'm yeah. like, yeah, dude, it's a Friday. Yeah. I'm driving home from work. Yeah, you're driving I'm in the back of a convertible good. with two I'm gonna girls. I'm going to get drunk driving. this weekend and then not through the week. Yeah. With some strange two women that come out of nowhere. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, I get that. That's what I imagine. Yeah. Um, is yeah, I this, get a, I get a clarity beach vibe from this, yeah. but there's more of the he's telling an actual story mm-hmm. here. Well, that's what I wrote. Lost. This is the first story song, like where he's yes. telling a story about about a weekend. And I love that. Yeah. He's changing the words in the chorus each time mm-hmm. to kind of be like, "Yep, the, we have to say goodbye to this. We have to acknowledge that this is a temporary. Uh, what do you call it when a uh, 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 Rebound, I guess, but it's not a rebound with the same person. It's just like a, uh, um, like a fleeting moment, right? Like, yeah, but yeah. that's the kind of thing I'm, I'm in. In terms of the larger narrative on the album, I feel mm-hmm. like this is the part where he's like, he feels helpless, and then he allows himself one, like one temporary moment right. of being like, all right, I'm, you know, we're gonna do one last thing, one yeah. last time, yeah, yeah, and then, and then part ways. What's well, weird? That's what like, this feels like. The, the whole structure of the song is very strange to me as I was trying to think about it. Because it's like verse one and then chorus. But the chorus doesn't even feel like a chorus. It feels like a pre-chorus. And then it goes into that, just that instrumental. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, that the chorus feels, feels like, like the chorus. The, the yeah. instrumental feels like the chorus, but That's it's not really. That's hook, yeah. Yeah, it just, it, you know, I was trying to figure that. I was like, so is that chorus the pre-chorus? Kind mm-hmm. of, but... Maybe it is. I don't. I don't know. It's, it's, it feels like the words are all just serving to get back to the 
that's what i remember the song for like uh i know all the words and stuff obviously dude, but you know it's can, can i live for that riff can we talk about i hate your guts <laughs> <laughs> and i'm loving every minute because i'm loving every minute of it yeah I'm love, i hate your guts um the way he says that i hate your guts he I, hate your guts <laughs> Emphasizes that, the wrong like part of it. Like that yeah. is such a. I, I know he has a reason for that. I just I always no. I get every it. Every time yeah, we sing that, I laugh. I laugh to yeah. myself every time. It's it's pretty. Like, it's a pretty really? funny line. But I know what he's saying. Like yes. you know, it's he hates that he has to eventually say goodbye yes. to her because the yeah. weekend every weekend yeah. has an end of end to it. Yeah, um, I would just never say like, oh man, I hate your guts. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of a crazy sentiment. I would like, be like, say oh, somebody man, I, I that you enjoy this. your time with. I yeah. hate that we have to. Lo- I hate your. <laughs> I hate, hate your, your guts. guts. <laughs> you know your guts. I hate them. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, um, it's weird. I just put. I hate your guts. Is weird. That's what I wrote. It's a very weird line. But he he totally. Then he does this amazing line. And I'll be dreaming of the next time we can go into another serotonin overflow. Yeah, dude, I just even just saying that the way it flows, and I'll be dreaming of the next time we can go into another serotonin overflow. Like, yeah, there's a lot of uh, syllable rhyming. Yeah, it's so so good, and you know, the O sound to him yeah. say serotonin, right? To use that, yeah. I mean, it's like okay, you know, he's getting a little you know wordplay not wordplay but just like he's getting super oh look what i can like that's like yeah. a oh look what i can do lyric you know it's mm-hmm. like look how i can write this with this big word in here and make it sound so cool and it works man it's it so good um uh there's not much more beyond the surface of what you no know, i mean song. it's you can analyze it from a larger narrative that the album is telling mm-hmm. but uh what what's given to you here is pretty much yeah, it's like, oh, what you see is you what know, you get. We've been waiting for the weekend. We're going to spend the weekend yeah. together, and then we're going to have to go back to our regular We're going to part lives. our ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the Blood. Oh, my God. I love this song. This might be my, I, might, might still be my favorite on the album. Dude, I started, like, kind of tearing up during the song today when I was listening to it. Um, it's tough not to when you hear, is the, it, is the love ever going to come the way I am currently? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because I feel that hard a lot of days, like. But yeah, this is a this song is like it's a song it of almost questions. got me as emotional as, as stop this train for sure. Yeah, it, it's a song. It's funny. I was looking at the lyrics. There's just question marks all the way down the right side. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is just a song full of questions. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he talks about his mother. First verse, father, second verse, chorus. What got me tearing up was the third verse. Where he says, yeah, "Does a broken does home a broken, become a broken family?" Oh, yeah. dude! Like, yeah. I have so many people in my life that are close to me that have have. Cameron. Okay, can you go outside, please? Can you go into the other room? As I'm about to get into this super <laughs> sentimental thing, my my kid starts talking to me. They, you know, kids don't care what you're doing. You could be in the middle of like a super important meeting. You know, uh, you're on a Zoom call recording the most important podcast known to mankind. That's and this one, obviously. Yeah, and, and your kid comes <laughs> in and just starts talking. And you're like, hey, and you're trying to motion for them to leave. And they're just like, what? Like, I need that thing that I'm looking at right now. I need you to get it to me. Um, so he said, you know, 
I have so many people that are close to me that have um, that come from broken homes, and it was like the type of thing that that like, or they come, they have like aunts, like their parents and their aunts and uncles like don't talk, mm-hmm. and and they say stuff like, "I would never like." We always said we were never gonna be like that. Like weren't you yeah. know we're gonna stay together. We're gonna we're gonna talk to each other, and then they grow up. And something happens and somebody says something or somebody does something to hurt the other sibling and they don't talk anymore. And it's like, is this just, again, is this who we are as a family? Like, is this just how all, are my kids going to be that way? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, are my, I look at my three kids and, and I go, are they going to be, have a relationship? Because there's people who are estranged from siblings like their whole life, right? Like that they don't talk to anymore for whatever reason or parents or all this stuff. And it's like, is that how we're going to be? Yeah. And that's a sobering thought. Like, I hope not. Yeah. But is that just who we are? Is that in the blood? Like, is that, Mm -hmm. that's just the makeup of our family. That's how our family is. And we can't, we can't overcome it. Mm -hmm. Um, At least he's asking the question and not saying, Hey, it's just in the blood guys. I'm, I'm, Folding yeah. up shop. Yeah. Which is now, it's just good. It's a good point of the album, too, to be like, mm-hmm. to ask at this point in the album, to ask questions like that, too, instead of just making declarations. Right. About feeling like you're going to be stuck in a rut forever. Because um, that would have been, that would have just been like, why why continue the album? <laughs> right. You know, um, in the larger story of it. In that. But, uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, I know what you're talking about, dude. Especially there's a whole different topic, sub, subtopic of that to bring up of, um, People that feel like in my family, <clears throat> there's a, I don't want to say there's like a big rift or anything, but there's certain family members that refuse to talk to each other. Yeah. And, you know, their kids don't get a say. Like, so basically their parents are dictating yeah. who their kids in their family have can have a relationship with yeah. without even, you know, knowing that that person exists. You know, it's just kind of, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the most upsetting part of it. I yep. think. Um, yeah. This Not is, that, you know, kids deserve... I don't know. It's really slippery slope, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> slippery slope. Yeah. <clears throat> but this song brings it out of you, man. It's a, it's it's heavy, man. The stuff where he talks about his father dimming the lights inside him just to satisfy someone. That's, that's Good tough, grief, dude. dude. I mean, yeah. is he, is he, t- is he sh- telling us here that the reason his parents split up is because his mom? Like... How much of my love will be insane to some degree? That's his mom's one, mm-hmm. right? So, well, I felt like I felt thought that was more uh, a reference to a mother's love because mothers love very strong. Uh, okay, okay, that's how I took it because, like, when yeah. I think of my mom, I think of her. I, I yeah. envision this line, you know, like <laughs> I, I hear this line and I'm like, yeah, my mom's love is insane. It's, yeah, yeah, uh, to some degree though, it's I mean, not like overwhelming, but uh, it's uh, you know, nobody loves. A son like their mother. Well, for the most part, no, <laughs> son like their mother, I guess. Yeah. Um, but with the father, I felt like it was kind of like him him saying that his father was unhappy, he saw himself in an unhappy situation, right? Um, and uh, well, eventually he got out of it. So yeah, uh, he's kind of like Walt Grace. Yeah. Or you kinda know Walt, what is, Walt. what's born and what's the other born and raised? I guess the title track born and raised. Yeah. They don't have each other. Um, um, but yeah, I, lo- I love when he gets personal like this, man. The, the peek behind the curtain of the man who writes the 
in music that, that we all in love. In that Rolling Stone article. Destigmatizes he, all the stuff. Yeah. In that Rolling Stone article, he talks about the song and how it's, because they ask him about it. And he's basically like, I don't want to talk about this song very much. And he, d- he mm-hmm. does a little bit, but he's basically just like, this is one of the most vulnerable songs on the album. Um, I like the breakdown. It like makes me want to clap. And there are claps, right? I think there's claps. Yeah. But yeah, from the very beginning, there's claps. But it's just where everything drops out and it's just him and then it builds yeah. back up. You got the Cheryl and there's, Crow. And there's like, this is where the guitars are doubling. Yeah. That's a doubling effect right there. Uh, Cheryl Crow's voice with his on this specific melody part is so perfect, dude. Yeah. And this isn't like a Taylor Swift thing where it's like her voice is... You can't see, hear it, yeah. You can't hear it's it. There. Yeah. It's there. Um, it's very much there because of the range. That there's also lap steel on this guitar I saw. Somebody played lap yes. steel on this guitar, so that's I can, cool. I can hear that at the, uh, um, the very beginning of the solo. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, this has made the country charts, I guess. So it's, Oh, not this one. Yeah, is this one it? Yeah, this, yeah, this one's the one the that did the crossover, country. Yeah, crossover, yeah. So I can I can hear that definitely, um, powerful, powerful, powerful song. Same, I agree. Uh, uh, and I think, uh, yeah, he he mentions him himself that this was his favorite on the record uh, on on, mm-hmm. on a Twitter Q and A. I remember somebody asking him before Wave Three came out, before the whole album yeah. came out, what's your favorite song on the record? And he said, "In the Blood," and you'll hear it soon. Well, then, um, and, and whenever yeah. "Love on the Weekend" came out, he said, "This is like." the best song I've ever written or something. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. Um, changing. So yeah, he answers the question, right? Like, is this, yeah, a, he does. Is this in the blood? He does. He's like, basically, this... he's committing, he's committing to an idea yeah. of okay, this is it. It's not, it's not in the blood. I can change right. who I am. Yeah, exactly. I am not done changing. It's the way he phrases yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's not that I am, going to continue to change or whatever. <laughs> right. It's, and there's no stopping point. I think in that Rolling Stone article, he talks about this too, saying that how that he came up with, he just started singing that on a whim that uh, I'm not done. Cha- I can hear yeah. that. I am not done changing. I, I may be old. I may be young, but I'm not done. Cha- and he's like, Oh my gosh, we have to turn this into a song. Like that was kind of his deal. He just yeah. started playing it. Um, and, uh, um, The so again the solo right I mean you got oh man killer I solo it. I love it again it made my top five um, my top ten um, a we another weird uh, arrangement because it's it is verse one verse two chorus but the chorus doesn't sound like a chorus the chorus sounds like a verse again so it's almost like I feel like there's just a bunch of verses in the in a <clears> row <throat> yeah because I'm not like done changing me. is the main thing yeah that's it yeah. Um, and then, um, or him get, singing changing a certain way, changing, yeah, changing. That's like the main hook, I guess. Uh, yeah, this song is very much not focused on being a hit at all. Oh, uh, no. And I respect the album for having more than one of those. But then the change to that D minor, where it just goes into the D minor mm-hmm. for the solo. Oh man, I love it. I love, and it builds. Dun, 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 yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, oh, it's man, so good. it sounds, sounds so good. And especially the way that it leads up to that with the uh, saying, follow your heart till it tears you apart, mm-hmm. but hearts keep changing. Yes. If that ain't friggin' life in a couplet. I mean, that's life right there, dude. That's it. That's I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've changed my mind to, to what I want to do with my life. Uh, that's that's it right there. Yeah. Like, 
Time's been talking to me, whispering in my ear, saying, follow your heart till it tears you apart. But hearts keep changing. Yes. God, it's so true. Uh, once I hit 30, that was it. That was my life. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, it still is, honestly. Um, yeah, I just love the sentiment, dude. I love the entire... Th- I mean, I love what the song is saying. I feel like this is what Shadow Days was trying to say, but this one just feels better yeah. to listen to. I Because Shadow right. Days is more like... The way he's saying I'm a good man with a good heart and stuff, it's like you don't get he's to like say that. He's like making excuses. Yeah. You don't get it's, to say that about yourself. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. As much as like I actually I relatively enjoy that song, um, mm-hmm. it's uh, it didn't really work as a quote-unquote apology, yeah. quote-unquote, if that's what it was intended to be. I agree um, with that. But this song yeah. is more like universal language, and whereas Shadow Days was more kind of like specific to him. About him. Yeah, while also declaring himself a good man. And I'm just like, all right, dude, uh, pump the brakes a little bit. We don't know that about you yet. Uh, let's just let somebody else come in and sing that for you. Um, changing, though, man. Um, more, uni- Much more universal. And I, I think all the lyrics are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love how symmetrical they are um, to a degree. Well, Very as- He calls it asymmetrical, but I feel like they're symmetrical because it always yeah, it's winds just up you, in the same place. Yeah, it's... it's uh, like I said, I mean, it feels like just a bunch of verses in a row. Mm-hmm. It, it does change a little bit with the th- when he comes in the third time, which would probably technically be the chorus. I but, just noticed what you're talking about because um, it does two verses and then it does two fake choruses. Yeah, there, but it, it does change. Like he changes chords there, but it doesn't feel like you don't really. It just doesn't feel like a chorus. Like it doesn't change enough to feel like a chorus. Yeah, it's oh, almost it's like, like one long fake chorus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. I see, so, I see what you're talking about. I can't anyway. change my ways. Yeah, yeah. That took me by surprise the first time I, I like. Yeah, to it. me too, for sure. I was like, oh, that kind of fits. That's, That's cool. cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah, this, this yeah, has got that, a cool original vibe. Mm-hmm. I, I, it didn't sound like anything we had we had heard from him yet. Well, you think it's gonna be kind of like more classic John, like like Room for Squares ish. Like it feels yeah. like that at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of like his, him and his guitar. And then it but goes then, in the Americana, yeah. and then the solo yeah. is blues. So yep. you're like, what? It's a blend of all of John. Yeah, it's cool. Um, then we get to theme, the theme for the search for everything. Yeah, I feel um, like this is supposed to be like the contemplative, like, am I saying that word right? Contemplative, contemplative? I think contemplative is right. Uh, it's This is that part of, oh, there's no lyrics on Genius. Um <laughs> What's well, it's it's oh. lyrical though, right? It's it so is very lyrical. lyrical. The whole it, it's kind of weird is. how I don't hate this. Like I went into theme going, oh, this is just going to be wildfire with uh, Frank Ocean. I'm just going <laughs> to skip this or whatever. And I actually really like this. Yeah. This is a good breaking point between it's, two parts of a story. This is a good sounds, act two introduction. It sounds like a theme from a movie. Yeah, it does. Like, have you did you ever watch the movie The Holiday? With uh, Jude Law and Cameron no. Diaz. From my brain went to Roman Holiday, which is a much oh. older movie. <laughs> the Holiday is a really, really good movie. I really, it has Jack Black in it and uh, Kate Winslet, um, and it's one of my one of my wife and I's favorite kind of like Christmas movies we watch. Um, it's got an amazing soundtrack. Like I think it's Hans Zimmer who does it. And Hans, Hans Zimmer. Hans, uh, Hans Zimmer is the one who does the holiday. My Hans joke that I have with Hans Zimmer is every single I've watched f- so much footage of Hans doing interviews, uh-huh. and he has Hans. said so many times that he he didn't want to do something until somebody changed his mind. 
So it would always be like, yeah, I wanted to do, to do the Lion King. I, I didn't want to do Lion King because I'd never done animated movie before. And then Talk somebody to recommended all. it but to me. James Earl Jones talk, called and me then, on the phone. And then, you know, the you. director talked to me and I did it. And like, it's everything. <laughs> Glad, Gladiator is another one where it's like, I didn't want to do a Glad. I didn't know anything about that era. And then uh, Ridley Scott <laughs> talked to me. I'm like, you never want to do anything. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, well, this kind of sounds like it should be in that movie. If you ever go... Just, I mean, you can listen to the sound. It does sound like from it's a just, movie, though. It definitely sounds like um, a theme, like you were saying. Yeah. So on the on that NPR interview, he talks. I cannot about this. believe Hans Zimmer did the holiday. The guy from like Inception fame and dude, it's good. It's so so good. I'm right probably now. I'm probably wrong that he did it. <laughs> no, he did. I, yeah. I just oh, double checked. He, did, yeah. he did it. It's it's really really good. Um, but okay, so here's what he said in the NPR interview about this, because he taught they talk about this whole instrumental thing. He says. I wrote this instrumental on Christmas Day in Joshua Tree. Hmm. I had this RV. I drove it out to Joshua Tree because I had nobody and nothing. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go to Joshua Tree for Christmas. I'm not going to be sad in an environment that reminds me of a thing I don't have. I'm going out in the middle of nowhere, and I wasn't sure why I went. And once I got there, I was kind of upset. It was really windy. I was watching The Big Lebowski in the middle of nowhere. Nobody was there. There were no bonfires. I thought maybe there'd be a bonfire, a world of disenfranchised people meeting together. Nothing. It was a parking lot. I woke up Christmas morning and had brought my Pro Tool stuff and my little recording rig, and I just started playing the guitar. And I was staring at Jumbo Rock right out of the window of the RV. I just sat there and played this melody, and then I forgot about it. And then I opened up my computer one day, played it back, and I went, oh, this is beautiful. Because I drove away from Joshua Tree going, nothing happened this week. This was some sad sack stuff. <laughs> and then when I laid it out as a song and played it, I went, oh, this is going to go in the middle of the record. <clears throat> so that's what he had to say about the theme. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. It's a cool interlude. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like the intermission. It feels like. It's very, hey, I mean, there's the melodies kind of ripping off. Hey, Jude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, very verbatim melodically um at least in some parts and then mm-hmm. it changes course uh but that's fine i don't really care about that um you know some not everything can be wholly original anymore um but i like the idea of breaking up your two parts uh, breaking up your story into two acts yeah with an intermission cool. like this yeah which is kind of cool and then for it to come back man it comes back with a banger <laughs> well here we go moving on and getting over um, oh man what a journey with this song dude mm-hmm uh, I remember seeing this the first time like a day or two before Wave 1 came out because this was on Wave 1, right? The first song of uh, Wave 1. I think so. Yes, yes. Song. <clears throat> uh, and uh, before, like he went into a hotel, ca- not hotel cafe. Um, he went into a venue that Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. was doing stand-up at. Oh, uh, okay. And he brought just an instrumental track version of this track and he mm-hmm. sang to it. And he was just dancing around and grooving and stuff. Like, as soon as it came to the part where it's, like, uh, the wah comes in and it's, like, Warren at the yep. end where it's, like, a Shaft movie or it's, like, a porno. Warren, Warren, it, that part. Uh, he's, like, oh, man. He's, like, dude, like, dancing, like, in a circle. He is yeah. losing it, dude. It's such a – it's so fun to watch. And immediately I was, like, man, that groove is so cool. I love the – still can't see yeah i love that, that hook stuff, man it's so so good yeah um super again com- no chorus in this one i mean there's right. like a, a very compressed sound like it yeah. sounds different than the rest of the album doubling of the melody and the octaves moving on 
Yeah. You know, where it's both of him, but it's just octaves. It's super, super Oh, I'll good. be darned. It was like months before. No, it was a couple weeks. January 3rd. So it was a couple weeks before. Wayne. Okay. Uh, the whole song before the end is just kick drum and snaps. Is that what it is? It's kick drum and snaps. Yeah, because you can tell when the live live drummer when the comes live in. drums come in. But here's the yeah. thing, you know, and you and I were talking about this this morning. I was like, what is happening? There's some kind of yeah. weird electronic thing, drum ish type beat thing happening, and it sounded like I was like, was that just him on the guitar, like doing doing like holding the frets? And doing the wah, where it kind of sounds like that. But I was like, but not, no, that's not it. And uh, and I read in the Rolling Stone, he talks about it. He says, the song's groove resulted from a mistake in this little groove box we found. Oh. We loaded the track in backwards, and that's what gives it this upbeat, constantly refreshing rhythmic timing. Yeah. I wonder and if I that's Pino what that on we're top hearing. of that is yes. like... Because it's adding. If you think yeah. about, like, the way he's playing the bass is, like, adding. There's a little percussiveness to the bass also. Yes. Yeah. I can hear that. Um, it's just, it's it's so, so good. I mean, the bass is so good. If you just, if you isolate the bass and just listen to the mm-hmm. bass guitar in this album, this, on uh, this record, on uh, record, album, record, no, song. Um, this song. Gotcha. This song. <laughs> not the whole album. This was one of the songs that I actually listened to multiple times when I was mm-hmm. taking notes. The rest of the songs I listen to multiple times, and but when I take notes, I usually listen to it. It'll be like the third or fourth time I've listened to it, yeah. and I'll just take notes then. This one I was like, oh wait, I missed a bunch because I was just listening to the bass. I need to go back and listen this, to it. This is his most layered song, yeah. unquestionably, because yeah. like there's like it feels like five guitars playing at the same time, and yeah. three of them are doing leads and two of them are doing rhythm. Yeah, it's that, so bananas, dude. You can tell this, and still feel like you're still feel like you're. You can't do it, it, dude. You can't do it. Still, still, still your man. Feel, still, still, still something like your man. Yeah. This and that song, you can tell that he spent so much time uh, uh, taking notes, at yeah. least, uh, you know, whether playing through guitar or pen to paper, mm-hmm. from his time with, with The Grateful Dead. Yeah. Because so much, there's, there's no, like, showy guitar solos in either of those songs. But there's so much like little riffs in between. Well, he says that that I think are he, acting as leads. I think he actually says that about this song. I'm not, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's this song. He says it. He says this is where the dead really influenced him. He was, he said because you can hear it. he said because of all this. He said I I didn't show off, um, on a solo and and he says and all the rhythmic stuff. He said I, I was doing multiple guitars. And yeah. he, and you really think about it, he doesn't do too much of that, like multiple guitar parts, like no, happening at the same time. Um, if you really not as think much about as this it, song, yeah. he did it in, again. He yeah. did it in still feel like your man, but yeah. it's not as present yeah. as this one. Yeah, this uh, one's nuts. That guitar lick after he says, "I'm one text away from being back again," it's like guitar harmonies. There's so many good guitar harmonies in this one. And then, oh man, there's a lot of good lines in this one too. Yeah, it's I just love me, the the first very first yeah. few lines like of uh, of, I mean the still can't seem to get you off my mind part is like okay I saw that coming, but like the yeah. moving on and getting over are not the same it seems to me, and then the moving yeah. on and getting over are not the friends they used to be. That's right. Those are great lines. Those dude. are good lines. Um, yeah. Tell me I can keep the door cracked open and let light through. Well, tell me I can have the fact you love me to hold on to. Um. God. Uh, so. It's taken me so long just to say so long. I, oh my, he's like, why it's is so he good. so good at that? And maybe it's all wrong, but I'm moving on. I'm gonna get a new girl. It's something I can do, girl. 
I think this was another thing, much like Still Feel Like a Man's a Bridge, where uh-huh. he was like, I don't know what to do for a bridge. And then he kind of just messed around and figured it out. Yeah. I think the ending was something that he was playing with for a long time for mm-hmm. the song. He didn't know how to end the song. And then it just ended up turning into a live band groove, like yeah. something you would hear at one of his live shows. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a, a get up and dance song. Like you're, you're hearing it and you're like moving around, you know, kind of like how he does the dance for New Life. Yeah, that's what he actually that's what he says. Uh, what I just mentioned, uh, the end has a jam out. If I had to finish this song a year ago, it wouldn't have had this ending. Uh, OK, uh, this ending is me coming back to it two years later and going, I've moved nice. on. So let's get a happy ending. Nice. That's um, cool. And uh, he mentioned in a My Stupid Mouth interview uh, that if you're waiting for a continuum thing, this sounds like it fell off the continuum. Hey, right. Yeah, I could see that. I, I could totally hear that. that, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. This this is almost like uh, a version or adjacent to uh, you know trust myself. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because it's more rhythmic focused and well. Yeah. Then we go on to never on the day you leave, uh, oh, which man. is another the most depressing highlight. song. Here. Yeah. Oh my um, god. And it's funny how he's making again much like changing. He makes a declaration there, kind of, sort of. He's just acknowledging that he's not done changing, not necessarily making a declaration. Moving on and getting over is making a declaration. Right. Like, moving on from you. I'm done with you. Yeah. And then and suddenly gonna, yeah. he's having withdrawals again. Yeah, he's having and, regrets. Yeah. And never on the day you leave. It, I mean, this is one of the saddest breakup songs I've ever heard in my life. Well, it's... Because it's, it's so true. I yeah, mean, that's just, why. It is There's so much truth of, in this. Of regret and doing... Yeah. Things. And we've all... We've all uh, we can all relate, even if we haven't ever had a breakup like this. Everyone can relate to. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I really regret doing that. This is way different than I thought it was going to be. Whether it's a job, a relationship, you know, you're you're moving somewhere, something new, right? You're like, oh, this is what I want right now. Mm -hmm. I'm in the moment, and then later you're like, ooh. If I would have known what this was going to be like then, I would not have made that decision. And everybody's done that. Everybody's everybody can relate to that sentiment. It's never it's never on the day you leave. It's never when you make that decision that you realize what's what the consequences of that decision are going to be. It's true. It's true. And hindsight's I, twenty in, twenty, right? Like that's all you can, yeah. you can say. It's like in the context of uh, of it uh, being you know a relationship thing. Um, I. Uh, yeah, I relate to this super hard, dude, because you're like one minute in, in an impulse, I guess, or you feel like it's a long time coming. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm ending this relationship. It's over between us. Ah, and our faces <laughs> arguing. Ah. And then like the next day comes around and you're like, ah, dang it. Now I don't get to do this one thing I used to do with her all the time. Yeah, like I yeah. don't get to go to, I don't get to make dumb jokes at uh, in the shopping mall or whatever. Yeah. False alarm. False alarm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love the, uh, I guess you would call it the chorus where it changes to love grows in the time it's been. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. again, it's not really free, a chorus. Yeah. Chorus like, free song. He's just saying the title of the song mm-hmm. uh, at the open and um, whatever that counts for songwriting. Uh, if you would, if you took this songwriting class, that would count. You know, yeah. if you open the song yeah. with the title, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, love grows in the time it's been since you last heard her sing. I love that dude because it's so freaking real. Like, um, just absence makes the heart grow fonder is basically yeah. what that is. But yeah. he's saying it in his own way. She don't, and then she don't owe you anything. Like she's it's moved true. on, dude. Like, yeah. She, she and it's time for it's yeah. time for you to let it go. But for one reason or another, he's just 
he's too nostalgic for that you know that uh that honeymoon phase the um the line I wish he'd given her one more kiss to put away for a night like this like if he yeah. could like hold on to that right like it, it reminds me of back to you the line where he says i wish i would have smiled in that picture yeah if i had known that it was the last one that we were gonna take you know it's like it's that idea uh if i would have known i needed you i would have gotten one more kiss to remember watch you know? to watch like, a girl become a ghost before your eyes uh, um She'll fight. There's so many good lines in this. She'll fight for you like hell, then force herself to like some other man. Yeah. Burn. You don't like him. Um, at least that's what he's telling himself in the song. As mm-hmm. the storyteller, he's just saying that, oh, she's just forcing herself to like him. Uh, you know, she doesn't really feel that way. Well, she still whole, got, you know, she still loves me or whatever. Yeah. And the whole Christmas part, like, that's so sad. Like, that is it so is. It's so sad. real, though, dude. I it have is. I have spent so many holidays with exes, like, family members. And getting to know them just as much as I knew her. Yeah. Not as intimately, obviously. <laughs> That'd be weird. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's like one of, the, one of those things that you end up missing. You're like, sometimes I think about um, my ex from high school. Like, her family was super dope. Yeah. And sometimes I think about them randomly. I'm like, I wonder what they're doing. Yeah, they were pretty they were cool. cool. Yeah, they I would have cool. liked to Like, I could go to them. their house just, like, if I wanted to. Yeah. And hang out with them, and it would be fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you just don't think about that when you're, like, as you're in the middle of a breakup mm-hmm. um, and the ending is just so good, dude. I he's love like, it. Re- it's like, it's like an epilogue. Re- he's like, yeah, he's Cause he's, this leads perfectly into Rosie. Cause mm-hmm. he's saying here, I'm not going to let her leave. That's I'm getting the last word on this. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm resigning myself to fighting to get her back. Well, it uh, even almost, if it's fighting to get her back in the worst possible way. I almost <laughs> feel like this could be like a, like a short film and it's like yeah. showing what, what happens. Like, you know, he's, all these fights or whatever, and then Christmas, and then it gets to the end, and it's sh- and it's like, oh, none of this, none of this actually happened, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, I'm saying yes, Jesus Louise. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm like not sorry. My kid was asking me something. I'm like nodding <laughs> yes, and she's like asking. I'm like yes, I'm saying yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's almost like it didn't happen. And he's like, okay, so instead of that, I'm just gonna write a note. Mm-hmm. And say, you know what? I know we're not perfect, but I'm not leaving. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm going to I'm going to rewind almost. It's like he got to rewind it and say, maybe it'd just be better off to write a note and leave it at that and still stay together. It's yeah. cool, man. It's, it's a great it's a cool song. Ending. And I totally get where he's coming from. We're not playing it uh, live because, you know, it's like t- mm-hmm. even on split screen sadness, he used to like just refuse to play live because it was too much for him. Right. And this is that times 10. It feels like, yeah. uh, there's so much more emotion. Well then um, Rosie, it's a perfect follow up, dude. Perfect yep. follow up to lever right. never on the day you leave. Um, and it's, it's goofy. Like it's this goofy, is kind of a goofy dude. song. Uh, clearly like when he says I'm drunk in the opening lines, <laughs> You're like, yeah, this, that makes sense. Like, it makes sense in the melody of the song. It makes mm-hmm. sense in the... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to go. All right. <laughs> Jeez, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's, it's getting ridiculous over here. All right. Yeah, it just it just sounds like he's... Not that he's drunk writing or playing the song. Mm-hmm. But it's so playful that it sounds like, yeah, alcohol could have been involved here. <laughs> yeah. It's... it's uh. I don't know, man. Like this song is like, a, I don't want to say it's a caricature, but it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, 
<laughs> I don't even know. I'm trying to picture it, like picture it happening, and it's just like f- goofy, funny, mm-hmm. um, uh, stereotypical. Like I, I don't even know how, how to describe it. The music, yeah. the it's music, super cliche on purpose and tongue yeah, in cheek. Yeah, and yeah. It, you can picture it happening. Like you can picture all the things happening. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned before, the guitar takes on the tone of him. It's like mm-hmm. the guitar is like whining, and the guitar is like begging, like, "Yeah, let me in," you know, <laughs> like, and, and right. he's saying these things. And um, when <laughs> when he whenever he says, "Don't you know my love is true." Perdón and lo siento. I learned those words for you. Like, my love is true. I learned two Spanish words. <laughs> That's how you know. You know my love means so much because I learned two Spanish phrases for you. And they both mean sorry, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. I looked at I was going to I was going to actually do this. I looked it up. I said, "What's the difference between perdón and lo siento?" because I don't I don't speak Spanish fluently. And um and somebody put it on a board is like, "Can someone please explain the difference between perdón and lo, and Los Does one mean forgive me and one means like, oh, my bad. Well, yeah, so it said... Is that what per- it is? Perdón and usage is more like excuse me. And then this is what they yes. said. When you need to cross in front of someone shopping at the grocery store, you say perdón. If in the process you knock over their cart, you say lo siento. <laughs> and everybody was like, this think, is perfect. Oh, my God. They were like, this you know is what's perfect. hilarious is like there was one... <laughs> German has like three or four, I'm sorry's. Uh-huh. And somebody was like, how do you say, uh, like, what's the difference between Entschuldigung and, um, I can't even remember the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, bitte? No, that's, uh, you're welcome. Um, es tut mir leid. Es tut mir leid. Which is more, it translates loosely to like, it it's brings me misfortune or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and uh, somebody on Reddit did the same thing. They were yeah. like, they were like, uh, Entschuldigung is like, oh, sorry, I bumped into you on the way into the train. And this toot me light is I'm sorry I crashed the train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. So you know, um, I think that's so funny that he puts that in here. Like, it's yeah, like, you know, it's such a funny. I learned. Funny a, I learned. I'm sorry in other romantic languages. That's right, right. Um, I imagine total dude hanging out there like, oh, sorry, girl, come on out. <laughs> uh, the wah is very, very whiny. Like the it. song, um, it's true. That's a good point. It emphasizes the whininess yeah. of the yeah, yeah. of the I narrator. Just, it, yeah. it is. It is super. This is a super fun song. Again, not a lot of deep, deep thoughts mm-hmm. or anything. It's just, you know, he he wants this. He's at her door, drunk. Hey, take yeah. Hey, don't you remember we used to have a thing? And she's like, "Dude, I'm married now." Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's what I. That's what I see. Is like my husband is here. Like and, and they're like just yeah. bring, okay come in sit down you can we'll hide his you, things though I don't we'll, care we'll hide get his, you as if that's the issue hiding yeah, his like, things it's like get him a cup of coffee George you know We're gonna, yeah this is a guy I used to date so a long awkward. time ago oh man you know and uh, and then and he's just like come on you know it just like, doesn't know what's happening that's what I imagine happening like it's just a funny sketch like I feel like it's right. a funny sketch happening um, and. Uh, Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great for the song. larger. Yeah. I love the larger yeah, narrative that yeah. he continues to spin in, in these songs, the placement of the songs. Mm-hmm. Well, then you got um, Roll It On Home. Yeah, Rolling On Home is quite literally yet another follow up to the previous song, yeah. Rosie, where yeah. like he's drunk, but he's in a bar cut, trying to cut yeah. his losses and trying well, to maybe, convince himself. Maybe he went to Rosie's house. Yeah. And that didn't work out. So right. he goes back to the bar. 
<laughs> yeah, and tonight's already yesterday. Yeah, that's uh, like, and they're like, dude, you're back. You just left like two. You left an hour ago. What are you doing back? And, and, and that the bar is. Good. I love. If you've stayed in a bar past closing time, you know what this is. The bar is getting brighter, and the walls are closing in. Mm-hmm. Everybody's the bartenders are turning on the lights and telling yeah. them to leave. Yeah, I was like, like dude, last call was hours go. ago. Why it's are you still here? Yeah. I've been cleaning. <laughs> yeah, you've been sitting here. We haven't given you a. You've been. You had that drink for like two hours. It was <laughs> right. like. Anyway, yeah, it's so. This is again another fun, another yeah. fun song, um, and it feels real too. Like <clears> it's not. Rosie's very much a storytelling type of song, mm-hmm. and this one you could argue is too. Yeah. But I feel like everybody's kind of been in that sad sack kind of place, whether at yeah. home or at a bar. Yeah. Um, but here he's here. I guess the storyteller, the narrator, whatever, uh, John or whatever, is like you know going to the bar with the purpose of mm-hmm. trying to find somebody a rebound to yeah. make him yeah less empty as a person. Yeah. And I love that the lyrics are basically saying nobody's going to love you the same way that your past person did or whatever your mm-hmm. crush might. So just, dude, just just, just go home. Fold up shop. Just go home. Yeah. yeah. I, I wrote, it's time to go home, bro. Like, yeah. this isn't, you know, tonight's not the night. Uh, you struck out. You went over to Rosie's house. She sent you back here because, like, she's married now. Or she has nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like it. I love, were, oh, my God, this is so awkward and real. The last 10 texts were with your ex and all of them were sent by you so sad it's like you know he's like it's so there. real i've never been desperate enough to send 10 texts but i've sent three before and been like all right i guess okay. i'm done here like it's you- so disappointing <laughs> oh man he's just striking hey, out striking out striking out yeah but it's it's kind of still an uplifting song because yeah. he's still telling himself tomorrow's another chance that you you can meet yeah, the right person that's right that's not necessarily a person well, he was that probably, you just fell out of love with he's probably texting rosie that's what I get. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's texting Rosie. She's like, he's not. I'm just going to go over there. I know where she lives, you know, and uh, <laughs> knock on the door. Let me in. Let me in. <laughs> anyway. This um, is interesting. Different uh, different approach here. Pino's mm, still on the bass. Yes. Uh, Aaron Sterling on drums, though. Yep. I saw that. Aaron yeah. Sterling, who played Which makes on sense Born and Raised. And yeah. And Paradise, Paradise Valley. Valley. He's the Americana drummer, so that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. Taylor Swift has used him. He's he's pretty he's, renowned. Yeah. In, in yeah the for sure. Session drummer department. Uh, well... And then we have the closing track. You're gonna live yeah. forever in me. the The first line I write I here love, is, "Who puts the song. word dinosaurs in their song?" <laughs> That's such a good point. I was like, "I love you like a dinosaur." Nope, nope doesn't work. Like, who who thinks to put? I'm gonna talk about dinosaurs I'm in talk this love about song. Dinosaurs. <laughs> um, <clears throat> great big bang and dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, it works, but it's just like I don't think I've ever heard the word dinosaurs in any other song in the history of songs. No, me neither. Um, unless it's like a child's song, <laughs> right? <laughs> like a children's. Song. This is more or less a history lesson lesson slash yeah. love song. Yeah, uh, I, I love this song. Um, this I is do one too, of my man. It's such a here. great ending. It's so perfect as an ending. And the whistling, like, and I had it. I had a so guess good. too. Uh, when the songs were coming out that uh-huh. rolling on home uh, and you're going to live forever. me, we're going to be right next to each other. Cause it just made sense. Like I was yeah. like live forever is the closer. Cause it has mm-hmm. to be, that's a closer. That's a closing track. Yeah. You don't tell somebody you're going to live forever in me and then go uh, moving on getting over. Like you don't, you just yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Well, here's, here's what he said in Rolling Stone about the album. He says, I wrote this in one night. I sat at the piano for hours teaching myself how the song might go. I sang it that night and that was it. What you hear on the song is the original take. 
I couldn't sing the vocals again if I tried. It would be like the second snowball fight in Groundhog's Day. <laughs> I love that reference because I'm like, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. He says, this is the first time in my life as a singer that I'm in a state of emotion, not just intellectualizing how to sing a song. Uh, so that's pretty cool. One night, yeah. one take on the vocals. You feel it. You feel you feel the rawness of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I respect that he's honest about, I don't think I could sing it the same way because when he, plays, when he played it live, at least the one time I heard it, um, I guess it? I heard it twice. Was it good? It was very good. It was just his vocals were like, he changed some of the, cleverly changed yeah. some of the melody uh-huh. lines to sound like it was, I don't know, a di- in a different chord right. than what the chord he was playing on piano. And it sounded super cool. So so is um, he basically saying in the song, this was a great thing we had, mm-hmm. but it just, it ended. Yeah, it ended like and most I'm, things do. And I'm yeah. going to have you forever. Like, right. I will always cherish what we had. Yeah. Is that it? And it's kind of like saying, even after I die, you're always going to be part of my legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I spent that much time with you. Right. And I mean, there's pictures of us together. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk to each other online. Right. There's all this stuff publicly that we did that is always going to be part of my legacy, even if I'm I'm no longer here. Well, I love that last part where he says, the pastor asked the pews for reasons he can't marry you. I'll keep my word and my seat. So basically, he's yeah. like. As if he's invited. No. Um, but yes. <laughs> it's a great line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, you're not invited, John. Sorry. <laughs> well, he's just like I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go after you like I like mm-hmm. I said I promised I would. I'm gonna yeah. let you go like I promised I would, and I'm not gonna stand up when that pastor says. You know anybody? Does anybody? Would you say that? I don't think nobody, do that nobody anymore. does that anymore. Nobody no. does that anymore. That that's so antiquated. Yeah. Uh, unless you does want drama, object, like you know, and John like basically, like, yes, I object. Yes. <laughs> um, but. I couldn't uh, keep my word in my seat. Uh, <laughs> um, I the verse three is my favorite part, where it's uh, life is full of sweet mistakes and loves an honest one to make, uh, and time leaves no fruit on the tree. Uh, God, yeah. that is so. I know that again. I know that's depressing. It is. That sad. is so true. It's so freaking true. It's Getting sad. up there in my th- uh, you know almost mid thirties now, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, options are running thin, buddy. Like you gotta. <laughs> got to pick up the pace man and it's it's fine if you're going to go out there and you know strike out and, yeah. and i don't mean strike out like as in not get laid or whatever i right. mean strike out as in try relationship and, doesn't yeah, work out yeah, yeah it's fine you know it's that's that's part of it that's part of the journey or whatever um but it's so true though time leaves no fruit on the tree man it's well, and the, options and, are becoming limited and the way it ends musically oh yeah on like the like, high whistle yeah, it's just like it, it doesn't resolve, right? It lingers. Like, yeah, it's like you think he's gonna, he think he's gonna sing something else, and then it just stops. Dun, yeah, dun, dun. and it's un- and I'm just like, I feel like that's a good ending. He's like, okay, let's just wait and see what happens. Super this isn't cool. the end, you know. Like, yeah. there, this is the beginning of maybe what's what's gonna happen. So, so one of his boldest songs, I think, for sure. Yeah, um, not um, bold as love, but seriously, well, very bold. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is. I think. Uh, I. I don't know. This album is full of songs that we've never heard anything from him like this before. Yeah. I, I, um, when the song, when the, when the album first came out, I was like, yeah, this is good, but it's really grown on me a lot. And it's, it's, it's better than a lot of the other ones. And it's Mm -hmm. a lot better than I think the album sales give it credit for. Yeah. Um, we've talked, we've talked about all of the songs and you notice how not one of them I'm like, yeah, you're right. I skip it. There was no skippable. I skip it. There's you're no exactly skippable right. songs for me. 
You're exactly even right. the instrumental one that should have been Wildfire Part mm-hmm. Two, which it wasn't. <laughs> yep, yep. It was. It was so good that I just like leave it in there. I you love, are right. I, I feel the the Joshua Tree vibe that he goes for with that. So then, why doesn't this rank higher on our lists? Maybe it, it did. What me. was it? What was it on yours? Three or two? Yeah. It was three. It was. It was Continuum Born and Raisin in this one. Yeah, I think. I think this has moved up on my list after oh, this. Awesome. Because for me, like as much as Room for Square holds a special place in my heart uh, for like nostalgic purposes, there are and, skippable you know, songs. There are yeah, there are skippable songs in there. Um, love song for no one. I mean, as much as I, I love the acoustics version of that song, but that that guitar, well, whatever like me, the heck wanna, is going on, which we have talked yeah, about to death, but yeah. whatever's going on with those lead guitars in that song is awful, <laughs> in my opinion. I'm sorry. <laughs> I still love the lyrics and the and the acoustic yeah. version of it with Dela, but. Uh, skippable song you're That's right though this is this is a good this is an album where it's like oh yeah i don't skip anything and maybe that, too because it's and, a story you know and and you know what maybe he looked at the other part two that he was going to do in these other batch of songs and he was like they're just not as good as That's this fair. That's fair. That could have like, happened. If you looked at it as like a larger puzzle or something, you're just like, and he was pieces like, just don't yeah. fit. They just maybe, don't fit as well as part one. He was one like, did. I had 24 songs and I put the best, what is it, 12 or yeah. 14? I 12. put the best 12 on here and the other ones, They, you know what? Maybe they just don't cut it. Yeah. Who knows? And then, and I like that he's not, <clears throat> he's not going, uh, you know what? I'm just going to dig deep into my vault or whatever from like six years ago and pull out a song and release it or whatever. Yeah. He's releasing singles now as he gets inspired. Yeah. And as he collaborates with people, mm-hmm. because that gives you the current mindset of a songwriter. Yeah. It's not some outdated thing that he wrote that doesn't really resonate with him anymore. Right. You know? Right. I mean, that's how I am with, when I go to record new music, I'm like, all right, what's going to speak to me now? I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to go in there and sing something from high school. That's just stupid. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I respect well, that. He's writing new stuff right now, so I respect it. This is this is a great album. I'm glad we did it. Um, I agree. And um, guys, if y'all have any thoughts about what we've talked about, what are your thoughts on the search for everything? Um, what do you like about this album? What don't you like about this album? Um, you know, uh, you have any other thoughts? Some, something we missed? Something we um, think you got? Maybe we got wrong? Let us know. Uh, My stupid podcast show at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to go follow us on all the socials and uh, leave a review. Again, if you've listened to all two hours of this podcast, go take another five minutes and leave a review. We'd love it if, if you feel like the show brings value. Yes, so, please do. Uh, and for those of you that already have, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for those who share and uh, you know uh, let other Mayor fans know about our podcast. We appreciate that. So um, I guess that's it. We'll be back yeah, uh, soon, and then um, we'll continue uh, talking about cool stuff. John Mayer stuff. Don't know what's next. John Mayer stuff. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, uh, y'all have a great day. Be safe out there. Again, think of others, as we always say. Um, And uh, um, roll it on home, Jeff. Roll it on home. There we go. All right. All right.